noche tu próxima. Ahorre, no compre sin visitar Emporio. Hey, welcome to episode 13 of the Draft Champions podcast. I am here uh, again with Mike Masato. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at that, that same uh, handle. I'm uh, Zach, your host, and you can find our podcast at Draft Champagne on Twitter. So, Mike, I don't think you really need much of an introduction, um, and I say that because I don't want to botch it again, like you, like you said. So, how's it going? Oh, it's great, great, man. I mean, look at the uh, the, the stardom and the and the fandom and that's been generated from this show. We were just going over the rankings before the, the uh, you brought me back on, and what is the most listened to of all of your podcasts since you launched your little venture? Who's number one? Number one played episode is episode 10. Yeah, and who was on that episode? This guy, Mike, Mike Masato, um, mm-hmm. the most interesting man in the NFBC. And you know what? It might have been like my catchy title that I made up. <laughs> which, I, which I handed you and fed you. They make it real easy for you. You know, of course, when you have the most interesting man in the NFBC, who doesn't want to listen? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I listened to episode 12 the other night. You know, you could have just called that one bored shitless episode because that's basically what I was for the most of the entire time. Oh, uh, John Bosch? Maybe take a step. Look, he, he, he's, he's, re- he's really nice guy. Like he wants to be my agent and he plays it up nice and all. But come on, these are just people that's trying to be me, right? And that, that, that just falls short, right? Well, it's not, yeah. the same, it's not the same thing. Zach, it's not, it's not the same thing, Zach. Okay, I'll just, I'll just agree with you because um, I don't want to, I don't want to cut off my guests. I've been getting feedback that I cut off my guests. Yeah, I know you don't want, you don't want to, you don't want to insult any other guests and put down, you know, who's first. Like you don't want to mention other, other guests around the show. I get it, man, because we don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. I, I, and, look, I, I told you this before off the air, man. You know, you got a brand name now, right? You, you, I told you, you squatted perfectly, you know, on the draft champion's name. You stole it perfectly. I don't know how Greg let you get away with that. You have that. You have the brand name now. It's all yours. Got an angle. You got to find a niche, bro. You just can't be like every other podcast that does fantasy baseball in in the market today. So, right, you got to come up with some kind of edgy, controversial things that people want to see what's going to happen next and, you know, that kind of thing. Do you, right? do you, do you have any, do you have anything specific or do you want to just roll with it and see? Dude, I, have a, see I, I have an entire I, I have an entire outline possibly done for your show right here for this, but I don't get paid enough money to do this kind of stuff, especially when it's past midnight. Right. It is. It's, 12, it's 12, 12 30 a.m. our time, our time because. And this, and this, let you, listen, this, is time. My, this is my low energy time of the day, as you can tell already. Right. Yeah. I have more. I have more energy as like a sixty year old man at this time of the night. Almost sixty year old man. I like to say that. But I, I almost I, I'm pushing, getting, getting closer to that part of my than most of you guests you bring on the show in the middle of the day. What's with that? <laughs> I don't know. This, so I, so let's let's roll with it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make this scripted. So I want I want to I want I want you to show me uh, what what we got, what the potential is of this show. And um, like, look, you had one you had one mildly funny thing that I picked out from the last show with Bosch. I mean, you want to let you in on the whole thing? One mildly funny. I, thing. I know you. I know what you're gonna say too. No, you're not. No, you're yeah, not gonna know what I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, it's gonna be the thing how you got your nickname Mike, Mike the Mouth. Right, and then and then and then what did you say? What was the joke you made? The you made a was, prison joke about yeah. making a reference to me getting blow, giving blowjobs in prison. Hysterical, hysterical, you know, great shot. 
right? And it, it almost sounded like it was natural. Almost like it wasn't contrived. <laughs> almost sounded like it wasn't contrived. Oh. This is this is the this is the. Oh, problem. so you, you were you were, I got you thinking about it that much, eh? Let me let me give let me just give you a little insight. Let me just give you a little insight. This is this is the problem. Let me let me anybody who's listening right there that's a podcaster wants to podcast and do this kind of. Let me give you some insights. When you when you try to be something you're not, it's not good, right? So if you try to be funny. Okay? You're not going to be funny. It's, it, it's, it comes off as painful if you try to be funny. You either got it and you can be funny or you don't, right? Does that make sense? I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a comedian. But I'm not, I'm, saying, I'm not saying you're supposed to be a podcaster and a comedian. You're trying to be a host. I'm, I'm right? You're not getting paid. I'm not getting paid either. Exactly. I'm, actually, this people, actually, I'm just saying people This actually costs me my time. My time people, is more. People in general. Look, I, I, to quote you know, a, a famous movie line, A Fast Times Raise My High, if you're here... Okay, and I'm here. Isn't it our time? It's not just your time. It's my time too. My time is very valuable, right? Okay. Right. It's, it's being being the celebrity personality that I am, it's very valuable. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart because I I I've taken a liking to you, taken a shine to you a little bit, Zach. And I'm trying to help my a fellow, you know, uh, person, you know, in the fantasy industry across the border here because you, again, I feel you need the help, right? And I'm just trying to you know give the show a little boost. You never know what's gonna what's gonna turn in, right? Okay, I don't, I don't I don't know why we have to build an animosity between us. Like I thought we were friends. Because like, you're but, just, but, all, Zach, all, all I've is, taken all I've taken from that is you just told me I'm not funny. That's the but, only Zach, thing I took this, from that. This is the point I'm trying to make. Okay, everybody gets on these shows with each other. Okay, and they kiss each other's ass for an hour or two. That's what they do. They pat each other in the back so they're out of boys and everything else, and they kiss each other's ass. It's much better. Okay. Even if you, even if truly I, I do like you, people don't have to know I like you. If it comes across in the ear that I can't stand your guts, it's much more entertaining. You understand that? Okay. That's true. If, I'm, if, if it's, it's, if it's an ass kiss festival the entire hour or two, no one wants to listen to it after a while. You understand that? All right. Okay. Are you getting, you're getting, you're going, you're rolling with it now. You see what I'm talking about? So I do like you. You're a nice guy, but I, I want, I don't want anybody to know that during the course of the show because well, it makes it much more entertaining that you way. are being very helpful to me but we're coming to that point like this is your second time on the show and we're like we're, we're coming to the point in the relationship babe where i'm asking oh, myself here we go with the here we go with the babe stuff i'm asking myself like what are we like i know you're not just a one-time guest because it's your second time here mm. you're you're more than you're more than just that to me but i already have a co-host and i just added another so what I'm not co-host? Really sure. who, who's wait wait first of all back up a second okay who who is this co-host you have Mike Curlin's my co-host. That's your co. I thought you said he was just, just done with this now. No, I said he. I, thought, he, he, I never said that. I said it's. Uh, he's. He's. Uh, see he's, what happens. See what happens. See the tension building like that. Oh, see already that it's going to be going across. People go. Oh, look, breaking news. No, I'm just saying he's very busy and he hasn't been able to. Uh, he hasn't been in the last couple episodes because he's, he's got uh, he's got tons of stuff going on. Explain. Excuse me. Explain to me. Busy doing what? Uh, well, he a has a family, and yeah, okay. B, check, he has his check, own. I have, he, check, check. I have two. I have at least one family that I know of. I have others, probably somewhere. He has another podcast which he's created called Bases Loaded Podcast, and he's now um, helping Ray Butler, um, who you've, who you, I know you know who he is because you've talked about yes. him before. Um, he's yep. they just started a podcast, um, so he's helping him with that, and he writes for Fan Tracks, and he just got signed with Roto Baller, so he's doing a lot of stuff. But the, look, the podcasting stuff's optional, bro. Okay, that's not work. That's entertainment. You're doing that for fun and whatever. That's not work. This is not work, right? You you have a career. You have a, you're, you're wasting. I have no aspirations. I have no aspirations of getting money for this. You're getting yes. You just you all you do all. So day I certainly long can't pay you. Yeah, you get rid of dead bodies all day long, whatever. <laughs> Canada, you know, and that's what your main job is all the time. 
right? Huh? And then you have this podcast. It's like, so don't complain. It's like you're too busy because you're doing too many podcasts. Guess what? Free country. You don't have to do podcasts. No one's forcing you. No one's putting a gun to your head to do podcasts. Don't tell me you're too damn busy. That's right. right. So, yeah, exactly. He's not here. We're, ta we're talking about Mike right here, right now, right? That's, that's right. Yeah, he's too busy. Whatever. Fuck it. You can't make it to this one. Fuck him. That's exactly. So now you got the right idea. Fuck him. <laughs> okay, exactly. so what? So what, what, what are we like? I'm like, is it complicated between us right now? Like, what's no? Going it's on? not. It's fine, man. We're good. Okay. We're good. Okay. Right. So, how's how's your weekend going? My weekend has been like, my weekend. Is, it, it's twelve thirty a.m. on a, on a Saturday. Yeah, I, had, I, had a, I had a nice night. I had a nice night last night of, of of entertaining guests and drinking bourbon and 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 having a nice night. And I did the same thing again tonight, and uh, to excess. And I just you know waited till I just. The edge came off a little bit and I'm winding down and I'm ready to do a podcast talking about fantasy baseball and like life in general. Beauty. So you're not going to be too tired for the Super Bowl tomorrow, the, the almost 60 year old, if we're Dude, up past 1am. The Super Bowl, man, is just completely overrated, bro. I, I'm so done with the Super Bowl. It, it really is. Okay. So let's not talk about it then. I don't, I won't even get into the Super Bowl, man. It's like, it's like I said, it's an inferior sport to baseball football as it is already i stopped watching in the 90s when the sport changed and it's like now it's like it's like this massive entertainment spectacle that's everybody wow let's watch it for the commercials let's watch it for the betting let's watch it to have a party and whatever what happened to the game no one gives a shit no one gives a shit for the most part who cares you know i used to give a crap about the football game now you know it's a joke the whole thing is a joke so yeah so i, I just you know I, it'll be on the background it's a distraction or whatever but i'm not going to waste my entire day that's built up by the damn super bowl I have better things to do. I'm, I'm involved in multiple drafts right now. I'm doing draft research. I'm getting prepared. There know, we go. So now, now, we're getting, now we're getting to the fantasy talk. Well, but, but, but here's the thing. And this is the thing I, I love when people like, you know, make comments and they, you know, they give, they give shots and stuff like that about, about me and, and similar competitors. Because here's what I want. I want anybody who is a competitor right now in the high stakes fantasy arena that's listening to the show right now to, get, to hear me out because I'm going to give you a message loud and clear. So when it comes down to any, if you're going to come to the draft table with me in a live event, in a high state live event of any sort, when the money, when the skins in the, when the, when the you know, chips are on the line, the skins in the game, and we're competing for these titles, okay? You will not come to the table. You will not be more prepared and, and ready than I will be. You may be as well as I will be, but no one will be come to the table as more prepared and ready to draft and take your money than me. That's just, that's just my attitude because if you're not going to be going there with the, ready to win and, and feel that you're the best, don't bother showing up. That's, how that's, I look that's why you come on today to get prepared. You want me to help you prepare to take people's money. So you're, I'm, you're right. I'm because if, I didn't have, if, Ray, if I didn't have your stunning fantasy insights, I would never, I would never you know, your, 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 your late round 40, 50th round pick, pick sleepers you, you come up with. Yeah, you, you said know, that like now. Alex, and then you're like doing, Alex Cobb. Yeah, like Alex Cobb. Tyler, Tyler like Stevenson. Oh, you're, Tyler Stevenson, yeah. Yeah, right. what, what did you come up with me? You're like, oh, don't draft you on Carlos Stanton. Okay, well, uh, thanks. <laughs> Dude, I, I have mean, other, I have other things, but like I told you before, I'm not going to give away the farm. So you know, what, so what, you, you, what you, 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 you haven't said anything that funny yet, and you're telling me Shani Yamaguchi on the Jays. That's all you got. Dude, I am not trying. Look, as I said before, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just being me right now. This is not control. This is not prescripted. I'm just, I'm just shooting the shit with you. Okay, let's go. Okay. I'll try, right, so, I'll try to be funny. That's for you. That is for your listeners to determine at the end of the show if I'm funny or not. Okay, but that's I all. think we do, we do have to we do have to cut through the shit and we have to get to some of the content. That's, that's all right, go, go, go ahead. Okay. You, you, you can segue into some kind of content that you want me to talk about. Go ahead. Okay, so I think what I want to what I, what I want to cover today or tonight 
is um, I told you we do a new bold prediction segment. It's called 2020 Vision. Very original, very witty. Yeah, very. Uh, never been done before. Yeah. No, well, no, well not, until like that, the, not, not until this year because it's the year 2020. It's a nice little pun, right? But I actually. But no, just, but no, but no one's done any bold predictions thing. If you if you scroll over to Word of Wire, there's not a section that called bold predictions. Well, by, no, like, I don't do bold predictions. I do 2020 Vision. Which is also you. You just said bold predictions, and you just, did you did you just not say that? No, I don't think so. All right, go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, go ahead. then we're going to talk about ADP transformation. So um, I want to look at uh, how the ADP has changed uh, from uh, Jan uh, December to January. Like who's been moving up, who's been moving down, and then uh, I want to do a, a fill in the blank. And then uh, like who's the next? Uh, who's this year's Alvarez? Who's this year's Pack? Um, we've got a couple of those. Um, but first, let's talk merchandising. And I talked about that on the most boring episode that we've done so far with John Mosh. Mm -hmm. yes. um, we talked about um, many like signature items. And like I said, we have a website coming up um, um, that we're going to, uh, that's going to be up and running pretty shortly. Um, but one of the things that was really great and I'm really, really excited about is the moron package. So um, I asked uh, on Twitter today and I got several, several submissions for, uh, for you because you're, you're quite the celebrity now and you're obviously our most um, intriguing guest. Um, to review the, to review their team and they're okay they understand that um, their family may listen to this um, so I, um, I sent you some of the teams that were sent to me um, one of them I'm just gonna pull it up now um, I'm supposed to be brutally honest here about the review of this team that you're gonna give me right now well yeah like if like if they really ordered the hundred dollar package it would come with the kick in the nuts but you can't do that over the air right now um, but like just you can imagine um, and um, yeah, you're supposed to be brutally honest. Do I, do I give the impression that I'd be a physically violent person? Why is it that there's reverse stereotypes all the, all the time? You know, it's like the minute you lift weights or you're in shape, you're discriminated against. This is what's wrong with this country. I mean, I mean this is what's wrong with America right now. Okay. Since America has become like 35% obese, you know, and out of shape, you know, they run these, they run these promos if you ever listen to like uh serious xm if you listen you know they love that running that promo where we do all the research you can sit on your big fat ass and win you ever hear that promo when they do that thing no. okay no so it, it's insulting first of all because not everybody said nobody else has not everybody has a big fat ass and sits on it all the time you know i i you know i'm i don't that's not me i i i take very good care of myself you know my body's a temple you know how, how it is i don't poison it with skittles and other dietary things you guys usually eat for, do you, do you eat very healthy I eat very healthy. As I'm sitting here right now, I'm having my, my celery, my celery and apple uh, uh, fresh uh, juiced uh, juice for the night. I'm oh, doing that right now. You just must be in heaven. You got your celery and apple juice. You're talking got, to me. I'm talking to it's, you. It's a, good, it's a good night. I'm getting my bowels in order. It's a, it's a perfect evening. It's Sounds perfect. Great. When, you, when, you, when you cross the 50s threshold in your 50s, it's all about your bowels, bro, because your bowels aren't with you. They're against you. It's not a good thing. Well, more words of fantasy advice to take with you. If you're for the over 50 community, see that people are learning as you go along. Wow. Right this there. is you're spoiler. You're spoiler. You taking notes? Yeah. I don't need to. I can just, I'm recording this. Okay, good. Perfect. <laughs> go back and play it back. Yeah. Go back and play a low play. Go back and play it on slow play later. You'll get every word. Yeah. Perfectly. So, um, but uh, where, where was I? How did I get oh, yeah. off on this tangent? What was more I talking on, about? The more, the more on package. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at a team that was submitted and if we have time, if we have time, we might, um, it might grace the other person with, uh, with um, an example of you um, giving um, your opinion. But this person, he was uh, Team 15, and he started with Justin Verlander. And I, see, I actually like the fit. You know, people know, know me, and I like, it. I like drafting on the wheel a lot, depending upon the year. 15 is usually one of my favorite spots sometimes. Yeah, I like the, the first seven, and then after seven, I go 15. 
yeah, not, but not, <clears throat> you know, not this year. I mean, 15 is a little more difficult spot I'm finding to draft from. I try to draft from every position. Uh, I thought, I thought you'd like 15 because you hate waiting. Because you get true, your, true, because you, true, and there's also there's also a nice comfort level when you're in live events where you can just kind of sit back, put your feet up, and take two minutes if you want to, and make two picks within a few seconds of each other. Yeah, that can be huge. To which is which is nice, and I and I particularly like it in the uh, my standalone league and the ultimate there and everything else. So it's a, it's a nice uh, psychological benefit. There's you know so there's a comfort level, but at the end of the day, you want to be in a spot where you feel you're gonna get your players. So you know at the turns right now, I'm finding believe it or not this year that the 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 wheelhouse to be is right in the middle. I found out some of my best drafts have been like right around, you know, eight, nine area, 10. So I, I don't like that for the second round. I don't like, because I always get stuck with like the, in the Raphael Devers, JD Martinez, um, Aaron, um, Rendon area where I don't want to take any of those guys because they're not going to give me any steals, even though they're very good. You don't have to get stuck with any of those guys. Cause you know, it's a free country. You don't got to choose those people. Who do, you take, who, who do you usually go for? Who's your go-to the second round, mid second round? Again, it depends upon who, what draft you're in. Right. Because you look at this draft you have on the screen here, you have, you, you have a draft where Mike Clevenger goes in the second round all the way back to Team 7. It's not happening. Okay, Usually that will not be most of the drafts that I'm going to be in. Mike Clevenger is not going to last all the way back, you know, come around back to Team 7 again. Okay, bingo. So pitch, uh, stud, uh, stud pitcher. All right. SP5 so if you get a stud SP10. pitcher there, it depends. And if you go and if you go stud pitcher in round one and you want to pair with another stud pitcher in round two, which, you know, you can get creative that way. It all depends on what, what wraps around, what falls to you. If you want to start pitcher and you're going to get a hitter, there's a, there's a ton of hitters you could grab there. You're not, you're not forced to take Devers, which is not a bad, hor- not a horrible pick, but there's a lot of guys. Tatis might go in the early next round. Not, not, not drafting me. Not yeah, drafting well, anyone, actually. Well, in this draft of idiots, you just showed me he did. Okay. But uh, as I said before, went, it depends. He went uh, depends. one, two, three, uh, 2.5. He went in the second yeah. round for fifth pick. Yeah, which is never going to happen by the time live events come. No. So it's not going to occur. So, but, uh, but you got a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of wealth of, you know, talented guys. Okay. So that's a, that's a good segue into the, into the moron package because this, this team took Nolan Arenado and he took him over Fernando Tatis. He took him over Jose Ramirez. He took him over Anthony Radon, Max Scherzer, Clevenger. Um, I don't know well, if that's, that's I, don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a, a critique, but. I mean, yeah. I mean uh, who's critiquing this team? You or me? You. Okay. So this is part, this is, isn't, haven't you read your feedback online about, you know, you talking too much? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People, people came on here to hear me talk with Jack. They didn't hear to come in here to hear you talk. Right. Did they? No, 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 no. Okay. Right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's like, what a fucking asshole. All right. So wait a minute. So, so anyway, he starts with Verlander. He goes, he goes, Arenado. Okay. This is the picks. Like they're not, they're not going to destroy you. All right. Those are, those are perfectly solid picks. You know, not going to kill you. Although, you know, I never like disgruntled stars, you know, uh, you know, the poor, I wish I had a, you know, he, he, I love when our Arenado goes out on social media saying how he's just been being disrespected when he just got $262 million of a team's money and you're going to get out and fucking blitz that you got disrespected. You know, I, I'm like, oh, F you, man, this was disrespect of $262 million. It will disrespect you all you want. I'll just tell you right now, I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to, I don't want to give uh, this person's paid a hundred dollars for more on package. I'm not going to interrupt and waste any of their three or four minutes. So I'm going to give you the four. I'm just going to tell you that right now. So I, I would have just I would have probably avoided the disgruntled Renato as my next pick. If there are better picks there, or five category guys, you could have pounced on. You could have pounced on Tatis. You could have pounced on Ramirez. I would have taken a five category guy there if you took a pitcher, or or if you're going to go for broke and you make it up later, you take you take two major stud pitchers right there, and you build from there. And then you don't then you don't then you just pound hitting for the next several rounds. That's what you do because you got your anchors right there. But you got to make sure obviously you got to hit them. 
Like last year, if you got a Garrett Cole and, and you paired him with a Verlander, you were golden. You won every really year in Bradley. Or if you got a Garrett Cole, and even if he didn't hit strike goal on your second pick, um, pick another pitcher. Even if you had a Max Scherzer, you know, at the end of the thing, you know, could have been huge for you, right? So it all depends. And I know there's a philosophy that, you know, pitchers crap out. They have a tendency to crap out more than hitters do. I understand that at the end of the day, though, look at the impact they have on your numbers, right? I mean, overall, I mean, they, they, they have the biggest impact if you get in this, in this, in this day and age on your numbers. Uh, when you get those gigantic, you know, anchors, pitchers like that, they just do. So otherwise you're fishing later on. And there are, there are good pitches they have, but then you're really, you know, betting on things that are just, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Pitching and how pitching is every single year. You do. And there's like several guys, you can say, these are your guys. They're going to hit, you know, but even then, who, who, who really is left that you can, there's like one, or DeGrom, you could probably say is the safest pitcher you could pick right now, right? Wouldn't you say? No, I, I take Cole, but I'm, I'm going to shut up. I'd All take right. Cole. So as we go down here, then we have, um, Bobby or Baez, okay, whatever. Now, here we go. Now the Yankee homer shit starts. Now this guy takes Giancarlo Stanton. And the other four, you know how I felt about Stanton. I said in the first episode, I would never waste it. You could have got Stanton. He could have got it. He could have waited and probably got Stanton at the end of the, you know, end of the sixth round, maybe, possibly. Who knows? In this draft with these people looking at some of the other teams. But I wouldn't have picked Stanton. And then, of course, the Yankee homer continues, and he goes with a, a closer early in round five. I just don't do it. I, I am never one that's going to be drafting a – Top tier closer. Every time I have went down the road in round four or five, whatever. Look at last year as a perfect example. The Edwin Diaz disasters, trying disasters of the world. It's just too volatile. I'm not, I'm not drafting a closer. There's too many closers, too many saves to be had later on, especially in fab leagues. You know, you know, you don't blow your early picks on closers. Just don't do it. And then here's my other favorite thing coming up quick right after that. On the heels of that, you got your clo- you got your catcher. Okay, because you got to have another Yankee in a row and you got to have freaking Gary Sanchez. <laughs> okay, you know, and it's like something about Sanchez, man, that whenever you or when you get a, when you get a catcher there that early, you just kind of feel dirty. Right. Don't you feel like dirty when you get like a, a catcher that early? It's like it's like in this case, it would be like a dirty Sanchez. That's basically what it'd be. It's like it's a dirty Sanchez at the end of round six. And, I, and with that, I was able to work in yet another urban sex reference for everybody's enjoyment to go look up afterwards. We had the <laughs> Cleveland steamer that everybody loved. And now we got the dirty Sanchez, right? Two smell, for two. I, I smell two, for two. two for two. Two for two. Got it. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then we go to the Otani disaster. Another one. I don't, I still don't get the Otani love this year. And I, I, someone please explain to me how in round seven, you know, what's, what's the allure of Otani? Cause he can go both ways. You know, and I don't mean, I'm not trying to be cute about that when I say go both, both ways, but see, you have, to, you have to choose him if you're going to use him as a hitter or you're going to use him as a pitcher, right, for the week. How many at-bats is a guy going to get during the course of the week? They're going to baby them. He's not going to play every single day, coming back off the, off the, off the Tommy John, right? And then you, you, you're going to put him in there. And then he, in the weeks he does pitch, they're going to pitch him on Sundays. So you have zero margin for error every single week this guy pitches, on a Sunday. So if you got a bad weather, he's not feeling great, he gets whatever, he gets something gets pushed back, whatever, you're screwed. You have a dead spot in your lineup. The guy's not going to play. He's not going to start. How many starts mm-hmm. is he going to get over the course of the year? How long are they going to leave him in there? Right? So the thing is, you, you know, it's still round seven is way too early for a guy like that, which is just too much variable. He's a nice player. He puts some, some, put some, some nice numbers, but you can get way too many better players in round seven there. Look at all the players that went after him. Okay, read some of those players that went after him you could have had over there. Um, Castellanos, Hand, Puig, um, Carlos Carrasco, Frankie Montas, Danielson Lamette. 
Got Bob Garner, Gary L. Seventh round. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't love all those guys, but I would take there's 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 four or five guys you read there that I would take over Otani any day, right? Yep. And then he gets into his Mustakas. Okay, not bad. From four to eight, nine, fine. And then we and then we have the other. Then we go into disaster number two in your closer. If you can take a second closer in the tenth round, why would you take Craig Kim, Kim, Craig Kimbrell? Why? What what has that guy shown over the last two years to prove that he's worthy? All right, a year and a half that he's worthy of the pick that early at this point. He's he's a time. You don't know what's going to happen with it. What are you going to get out of Kimbrel? What do what are people expecting? Kimbrel's going to be the Kimbrel from Boston that big year he had. It's too you know. I, all, all I hear I hear more about Rowan Wick taking his place than than Kimbrel. That's all I hear <laughs> out there right now. And you're going to just that too? Put, I've, heard, I've heard things too. You're going to hit your freaking wagon to you know to to Craig Craig Kimbrel. I mean, the tenth round. How many other closes could you get in the tenth round if you want to take that? Give me a, give me a Hector Neris. Give me a Ken Giles. Give me a guy like that who's not on the down skid of his career. Because at the end of the day, a save is a save is a save. It doesn't matter whose name's attached to it. Okay, get your damn saves, right? Oh yeah, maybe they're thinking, well, I'm gonna get 120 strikeouts. You're not getting 120 strikeouts out of Kimball there. Or 100 strikeouts out of Kimball anymore. It's not happening. Not happening, right? So like I said, just get the saves, but don't, you know, so you could have you could have went later there, you could have went a better closer there, but I don't know what Kimball's doing there in the 10th. And he's taking Luke Voigt, another Yankee, whatever. <laughs> Here's another thing, uh, sports fans, if you're listening right there, if you're going to compete in money drafts where there's a lot of money in the line, probably not a lot of money. How, many, how much money was in the line of this draft? What is this, a, 50, a cheap buck, buck 50. Buck 50. Buck 50. All right, buck 50. All right, it's not major money. You screw around with some different things. But if you're going to go spend $1,700 in the main event or, or higher, you know, a higher, higher stakes event, right, you know, don't go be a homer. I'm a Mets fan, but I but I but I live in reality. I'm not, I'm not going to try to get every damn Met on my team, right? To prove a point. You're actually can, avoiding Syndergaard. Yes, I mean, and even even in some degrees, I, I had my first my first draft recently where I took Pete Alonso, right? So I mean, I love Pete Alonso. I love, I think he's phenomenal. He's he helped me. I think one of my main events helped me come in second in last year because I took him in the seventeenth or eighteenth round. It was fantastic. It was a boon for me. Right, but yeah. pr- what are the odds that Pete Alonso is going to come back this year and hit 50-something homers and hit 260 and 120 RBIs, 100-something? What are the odds of that happening again? Slim to none. Slim to none. Truthfully, now those but those players tend to regress big time. And if you want to look at somebody, look at <laughs> look at his buddy across the way, Aaron Judge, the next year after what he did his first year. What happened there? So I don't. I'm not wishing that. Hurt. That, that hurt. I'm not wishing on Adam, but it's like I said, he got hurt, but anything can happen. But overall, historically, if you look at, you know, big seasons like that, you know, those, you know, the, people don't necessarily come back and top them with another 50 home run season, you know, or uh, another, and big numbers like that. So uh, do you want to look, do you want to look at the other draft that, that somebody submitted? If, if, am I done with this train wreck? Did I just rip the shreds over here? Yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you, okay, okay, I think you, you did a number on them. All right, what else? Give me another draft. The other draft, the other guy, well, there's a couple that got submitted, but this guy, um, team three on one of oh, the other drafts. I can't mention his name? No, I don't think so. If, the, uh, the, name is, the name is appropriate, though. He, I know. <laughs> I, I, I said that, too. And you know what? Um, Toby from Blackfoot Crazy was in, was in this draft, too. Uh, he, who who Toby, was in this? Toby. Um, Blackfoot Crazy. crazy. What, which, one's, which one is his team? 14. All right, actually. All right. So, do you want to want to rip his? Do you want to do, you want to do the more? Yeah, he, he, he 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 didn't do too much of a genius. This is this team's a little bit of an all over the place kind of team as well. But uh, all right, well, yeah. let's, let's let's he didn't submit his team. He didn't he didn't he, he didn't, didn't request he didn't he didn't request the more on package. Right. Um, 
But so he, number three did? Number three absolutely messaged me today and he said, please, 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 um, I, I need the moron package. Um, yeah, I give him the old package. He, he also said, skip over my first two picks because I think they're okay, but start up. Start well, the first pick is fine. I mean, if you want to go, you want to take Garrett Cole as, a, as your third pick, fine. All right. I can, you can make an argument for that. But why would you come back and take Blake Smell, Blake Smell in the <laughs> second round? All right. Why would you do that? It just makes absolutely zero sense. But you easily, you probably could have got him in the third round because he's right at the end there. You could, have, you could have looped around, maybe got him there. So you could have, you took, a, you could have taken all these great hitters you passed up on here potentially. Matter of fact, Bryce Harper fell into the third round over here because he passed on him. All right, there's, a, you know, look, you have, look at Albies. There's, there's all these different people here. Meadows. Devers. Devers. And you just took, you take of all pitchers. Why would you take Snell there? And he passed on Meadows for his next pick too. Yeah, and you passed on Meadows, and and better yet, you passed on Meadows to take Jonathan VR, <laughs> even better. So to do that, not that not that I don't like, not that I'm not against VR because we talked about how I think VR is going to steal about 60 bases alone against Syndergaard this year when he's when he's playing. But I I just think uh, that uh, you know they, 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 that makes no sense that pick there whatsoever. So you got VR, and then I guess I don't understand why in the fourth round you take DJ Mayhew. That's like drafting last year's stats. Why would you do – when do you think D.G. LeMayu is going to regress? Do you think D.G. LeMayu is going to come even close to putting on those numbers next year? He's not. It's not going to happen. Mark it down. MTM said there's no way D.G. LeMayu is coming anything close to putting up the numbers he put up last year. Not happening. Okay. Not happening. And you don't need to draft him in the fourth round because you can get LeMayu much later than that. If you know where you're, where you're drafting, maybe this is his first draft, you don't have to pay fourth-round value for – fourth-round pick for D.G. LeMayu. You don't. And then you wrap around, and what do you do? Right after that, you take Zach Greinke. Why? You already have two you think, who you think are major anchor studs, and you get a guy, Greinke, who I, I, and I've heard the industry guys talk Greinke up like crazy. I've heard some industry guys on the radio talking about Greinke, I don't know if it was, I think it was Erickson, and I think it was, it was Zola. And they're talking, great, I'm glad you love Zach Greinke. I, I, I get it, but how old is Zach Greinke? Right. Any day, do you think this guy is going to put up? He doesn't strike guys out like anyway. First of all, right. And he—they're talking about like you know that he's like still like an ace, and he's you know he's borderline. He's good. He's solid. But I, but I'm not I'm not I don't I don't I'm not loving that guy. I don't I just don't think that Grinky is a guy that's that safe that you want to be taking on right there, especially when you have two. You you already have two anchors like that. You know, why would are so opposed to anchors, but I'm not, I'm not a big Granky fan, especially in the fifth round. No way. I think he's going a little later in these drafts too, right? I don't think Granky's been going the fifth. Was he going sixth round? I don't know. I never, I never take him. I don't know. Right. So as I said before, I just, he's, you know, and he's in that Houston team. So who knows what's going on there? That whole, that whole situation over there and that situation. But, uh, but I'm not, a, but, but, but this is the thing with these industry guys do, you know, this is what quite drives me crazy is when you will go, they'll go through analysis of these players right? and they, and they, and the longer, the more they talk about these players, the more they either, they talk for most of the time they talk for themselves out of the player. Right. So they'll, they'll talk, they'll start off with the premise. This guy is good and he's got this ratio and that ratio and he's worth it, whatever. And the more they talk about it, the more they convince themselves, they put doubt in their heads, you know, or they'll, they'll do the reverse. You know, they'll, they'll talk themselves into a player like Granky. It's like this paralysis over analysis. This is what they do, right? So, and, and, and then if you look at them, then you go look and see what they do at the draft tables and see how they do there. And they don't do well, right? Because they, over, they, over, they overthink every, two, every damn thing. That's the problem. And this is what happens when you get at the draft table. You can, you can overthink yourself or into or out of picks. Can't do that. 
Yeah, you can't do that. You know, you know, know your player pool. Know, go by your gut sometimes. Go by your heart. Look, you know, go by you know everything you've amassed and make your pick. But don't overthink to them because you could always talk yourself out of a pick or always talk yourself into a pick. You really could, right? So that's what you got to do. I mean, when you when you when you make these picks here. But I, when I, when you when you're analyzing the when you're getting information because it's like a, everybody's throwing information at you all the damn time. And just just freaking you know at, at the end of the day, make your own make your own final decision. Don't listen to these all the people chattering in your ear. Go take take it all in, do your own research, and then decide. Okay, this, if, I, if I'm gonna uh, like I got my players and I know who my players are this year, I'm sticking with my players. And most of the time, the majority of the time, I'm right. I'm not always right. No one's 100. percent When I could be completely wrong about Grinky and he might have a gigantic year, probably not, or Lemayhu or whatever. But for the most part, when you know I settle on a player. And, and I'm usually right at it, on it, and that that's what you should do. That's what you should. That's what I recommend anybody do. But like I said, you do your own research and compile everything else and look at the whole thing and and then make a decision. But don't don't listen to all the noise out there, especially for guys that are not doing the same or not doing these drafts or that are not in these competitions. You know, if you're in a home league, you're in a league that's just for friends. You're in a CBS league, Yahoo league, whatever. Fine, by all means, take all the expert stuff in the world, whatever. No big deal lose a few bucks, you don't win your, you don't win bragging rights, whatever. But if you're going to play in the high stakes arena or you're going to play in the top, with the top players, okay, you can't go in there like that with your head spinning and still be on the fence about players because you can go either way for you when, it come, when, they, when they come around to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you don't like Are you, are you conscious you, still, Zach? I, have I lost you yet in the show? Are you conscious? You don't, you don't, you don't like Granky. I, I, was, I was shutting up, and I was giving you your, your three minutes that you turned into six. But that's, My three uh, minutes to talk about I'm off Granky now. All right. Okay. And then the whole thing falls apart after this because he goes, you know, Tim Anderson in the sixth round, Sonny Gray in the seventh, wide of the pitcher, and then we got our Malik Smith, and we have, you know, and then we have the the closers again, and then we have uh, multiple closers in a row, <laughs> whatever, four closers in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you have Kenley Jansen, get, you know, this is great for you. for your ninth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth round pick. You took four closers. You took Jansen, Kimbrel, Colome, and Sean Doolittle. Right. Moron package complete. This guy's you know, <laughs> analysis complete. And then he's taking guys like he's taking D Gordon in the teens. Guys done, washed up. You got Malik Smith. Why do you need Malik Smith and D Gordon? So now you have four home runs between the two of them. That's great for you your power. Have, you also have VR too, right? Yeah, and, and VR. And now you have 140 stolen bases. So you can prove that if that, that's the way it shakes out. So you, you win. You win stolen base, uh, stolen most stolen bases trophy if there's one for the league. So <laughs> that's it. So it's just a train wreck, man. Train wreck draft, well, and thank uh, you. back to the drawing board. So that's what you can, that's what you can expect from the from the moron package. It's, it's, and, um, no, and, and I don't know where this kicking the balls thing came from that he came up with. I don't report. Even even, even without that, it's still worth it. Well, worth a hundred dollars. Still I'd worth hundred dollars. I yeah, I'd, I'd well, I'd, I'd love for you to. I don't know if we, we don't have t- we don't have time because I'm actually I was actually in that draft as well, but um, we don't have time to really go through. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to be looking at your. Yeah, don't don't get me started on your uh, your. Uh, your, your team there as well. So, yeah, you don't want so, to, uh, what's, so what's next on that? What's next on your fantasy football, your fantasy uh, baseball hit parade that I'm supposed to be talking about tonight? All right, let's, let's, let's talk about um, ADP transformations and you don't, you won't have any, you won't have anything funny here, um, but I'm going to pull it up. Uh, ADP data. ADP so, transformations. ADP transformations. You know, like a lot of shows have like your transformations, like you're, you're looking better and they give you like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a reference. You might be able to understand like white, whiter teeth. Um, and they're like, Oh, we've transformed his mouth into something better. Right. This is ADP transformation. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm going to be looking at is how the ADP has changed from December to January, because ADP 
um, transforms over over time. Uh, like you alluded to it, that in March you, you'll never see these players go that late. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. you're saying Clevenger, you never, it's never, gonna, he's never going to make it to the mid second round in March because things change. So what I'm going to, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the the, 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 the percentage change because you're never going to, like I'm just going to look at the top changes, but you're never going to have like any of the top top ranked players on these lists because they can only change so much. So like Clevenger can only move from like 20th to 18th or 16th, whatever, right? So I'm going to go on a, I'm going to go on a percentage basis. So I'm going to go look at the largest changes in percentage ADP. Um, biggest change is, um, and then after we look at these, we can have, we can discuss it, and then we can maybe um, predict um, what's going to happen from February. What's going to happen this month? So, so now I'm, sp- I'm supposed to come on your show and have psychic powers now as well, too, on top yeah. of everything else I got to do. Yeah, but if you can't do it, I'll carry. I'll carry the show. You carry the show. I'll like carry you usually, Like you usually do, right? Yeah, I'll, go. I'll do the heavy. I'll do the heavy lifting. I'll do the heavy yeah, lifting. Yeah, I know the heavy okay. lifting. Okay, so Alex Bregman actually has the largest percentage. Um, what, what, bro, Jack? What's the heaviest thing you ever lifted, lifted in your life? Truthfully, what do you think? Truthfully. What do you think? What do you think I bench? I, yeah, no, that's the first thing people always say. Bench, bench pressing is not necessarily the the, the be all end all. Oh no, no bench pressing. No, actually, my curling is. I can curl. You can curl. Uh, what, what do you What do you can curl? What, I, what curl do you, I curl. I curl. Uh, Six, 60 on each side, free weights. What, what do you mean, like dumbbells? Yeah. You 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 do sixty pound dumbbell curls. Yes. One in each hand for when you do. And then I, if I if I do the are they seated part, curl? Are they seated dumbbell curls? Or no, they no, 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 no. I cheat. I cheat like crazy. So you cheat and you swing up the sixty down sixty pound dumbbell. I don't, I don't swing that much, but no, okay. So I'll I'll put it in perspective for you because you can't. It doesn't seem like you're able to to fathom with all this. The, with all the, with uh, all the babe comments you give me, I think you yeah. swing a lot. It sounds like. It. <laughs> so if, if I'm doing a straight bar, I'll do a hundred or hundred ten, just straight bar. Well, I'm not sitting, not sitting, but I won't cheat. I'll do a hundred. A hundred. Okay. What about you? What about me? Yeah. I mean, that's my warm-up weight around that area, but you know, I don't go crazy because, first of all, you don't. Now that I'm giving bodybuilding or workout tips, first of all, we the biceps are not that huge of a muscle group that you should be over, over, overdoing the weight. You know, you do better with less weight, more reps for biceps. Well, triceps have three muscles, right? That's right. Well, triceps are different. Biceps so you should be, well, they should be. Too. They should be. They should be much more. They should be stronger than your biceps. But I see a lot of people can't even do the same weight with their triceps as they do with their biceps because they're under under training your triceps. Which is more of your upper arms, which is why you want to, you know, have more work, do extra tricep work more than you want to do bicep. The bicep, I know that's that that's the beach thing. Everyone wants to have nice biceps and whatever else like that. Obviously, of course. But 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 you're cheating yourself when you're doing too much weight, especially and you're not you're not a huge dude, all right. So you're probably over. You're probably spending way too much weight when you're trying to swing these these sixty pounders or these uh, these barbells. So you got to back the weight down a little bit. You get more out of it. Do you think people want to hear about this or no? Well, I mean, I just you know I want to make take care of yourself, man. I want you to hurt yourself when you're training, bud. So what's the most I've ever, actually the most I've ever lifted is probably with my legs, despite the fact that I never really work out my legs, but I can lift them both. And there's another mistake because when you work your legs, you grow the rest of your body. So you need to be doing more of your core and work your legs more. Yeah, right? yeah I, I know I should. It's just, it's time. My time, my time is valuable. And I just don't have time take, for Just keep time. taking notes, bro. Go ahead. Go back to the baseball. Go ahead. We're, we're, okay. We're, we're, so Bre- Bregman, Bregman uh, he, uh, he's moving down the most he, on a percentage basis. So he's a 43% um, faller, which is only from eight, an average ADP of 8.5. Nine to 12.7. So how, how, how is that earth shattering at that point to go it's from the three, four draft spots? Big deal. That means nothing. If he's dropping in the fourth or fifth round, then, it, then, it's, then it's headline news. But you know what? I understand. Everybody's talking about Bregman because of the whole freaking scandal with the damn, you know, garbage can banging and crap like that. Right. So 
I, I think these ten things seem. Not to only be that, it's, it's, it's also the advanced metrics. I don't like. I don't think like a lot of his home runs weren't barreled. He just he just really used that sh- that porch as a crutch to hit home runs, and he just became very good at that. So was he still? Is he still in that park? Did he get <laughs> traded? I think so. All right. Well, yeah, I think he's still in the Astros. But yeah, no, I, I get the point. But yeah, he's he's there. He's he's the biggest faller. I think maybe it's not so much him. It's just so much maybe like guys like um, Tatis that are just going ahead of him now. Right. Uh, and maybe um, yeah. Um, next on the list, um, uh, next biggest faller is 32% reduction. He's fallen from an ADP of 243 to 321. And you know what? If you want to guess, you can chime in anytime you want. But this person, so I'll give you a hint. So people are okay. People like in in December, people were okay with domestic violence. But in January, people are not okay with domestic violence if you get suspended for it. Okay. Domingo Haran. So, okay. yeah, his ADB fell because he because his suspension was levied that month. But I'm. So, do, so is Domingo Germán a pick someone's going to make that's going to make or break their team and give him a title? Mm-hmm. In, in, in the two probably, probably not. Probably not. I'm probably, probably not. I'm probably avoiding him because he's missing sixty games, and I'm, and by the time he gets back, I don't know if somebody's already replaced him. Exactly. So why are we talking about him next? Let's go. Okay. Nate Low. Nate Low is a thirty per thirty two percent faller. Uh, from 253 to 334. Yes. yes. I have a lot of shares of Nate Lowe. Um, but, uh, yeah, and the guy's got a great hit tool. He's got a, he's a lot of lots of things to like about Nate Lowe, but, you know, but they have a log jam, you know. And, and I don't understand. I, I, long term, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see how – say what you want about G-Man Choi. I, I have no way that I can see long term G-Man Choi is going to keep Nate Lau or Nate Lowe, or how, like, there's so many lows and lows in the goddamn team I lose track of, but it's going to keep Nate Lowe, okay, from being in that lineup, because, you know, hit, you know, when you hit, you hit, so we'll see, you know, and I mean, right now, I understand, it doesn't sound like he's, he looks, he's going to get squeezed, he's going to end up in the minors, but I would not avoid drafting Nate Lowe, and if you want to give him to me that late, uh, and, I, and, I, and I draft Champions League, or, or I could take him toward the end of a, you know, main event, I'll take him. I took him in the what second last round of a of a main event type league, which is which is a DC auction. I got him. Is, is, is this one? Is this, is this one of your ten dollar leagues you do for for fun? No, this is a, no, this was an FBC. It was an, it was the first NFBC auction I did. I got him in the reserve rounds. I got him in this. I think the second last round and post pick four hundred. I got Nate Lowe. and have I think it's because. Seen, sorry, have you seen the light? Yeah, are you are you going to be showing up at these live events or not? How do you, how do you have a draft champions podcast and not show up at a <laughs> at live at live NFBC events? How is that possible? I'm thinking about it. You know, what? I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm making you wait for my decision. Why? Why? Just get on a freaking plane from. You're in Toronto, right? Is that where you are? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. so you're you're in Toronto, which is not even really like Canada. It's like fake Canada, right? Yeah. You take you take you know that's what really it's four, it's four, half, it's four and a half hours. That's right. It's, four, it's, four it's a four and a half, half hour flight. You come into New York. Same as you. Same as you. I will be there live, right there in person. You know, there's the there's the MT the NTM Ulta event. Uh, there's main events. There's plenty of spots for main events Saturday, Sunday. You come in, you have a good time. You come out, you can come out with us Friday night, hang out with the guys, take the limo bus that we're going to rent there, have some steak on me, have a good night. It's not, not actually on me. Uh, you know, we, 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 there's going to be actually someone buying, treating us to dinner this year. It's a big surprise, but you know, it's going to be a nice, it's going to be a nice weekend. Just come down. You know, I'm going to try and swing. Yeah. I'm going to try and swing it, but I can't. I, 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 I know I, it's I, too I, expensive. I, I know the seventeen hundred dollars. I know we we, told, we covered this last show. You don't have the money. It's amazing yeah. how none of these industry guys have any money. You know, what do they pay you? What do you? What do they pay you people to do these jobs? To write to write for these sites I, and everything. I don't. Understand. I don't get paid. I don't. I'm not an. I'm not an industry person. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I, I. Anything I do is for free. Like I have a. I have a normal job. Like my, my time is valuable because I have a, a job. Like this is not. This is just fun. This is. 
this is not money. Who, who not, is this fun? Who is this fun for? This is this is great fun. I'm this having, this I'm is I'm having great fun. This is my this is fun for me tonight. All right, go ahead. So, yeah, so it'll be a lot more fun. I told you, there's nothing like being at these live events. I've heard people talk about it before on these things. There's no substitute for coming to be at these live events. If I could do one thing as a spokesman for the NF, the unofficial official spokesman for the NFBC for Greg and Tom, who I've been, you know, personally pushing them for years to do more of this out there, right? Is yeah, that it's, I, the, best I want to I want to it's the best contest in the world, man. There's nothing like being in these live events and doing these drafts live. It's a whole different experience and meeting these people, meeting these these, com these competitors live and competing with these people side by side and, and the social element of the whole thing and, and doing these drafts, man. There's nothing like it. Don't draft. Anybody can draft online. So that's the lazy man's way of doing shit. As a matter of fact, I, I even do one of my, I do five main events the last few years. I've been doing five main events. And all, all live? Four of them are live and one of them is online. And uh, like I do the last main event possible, you know, at night they'll be before the opening of the season, you know, but, but, but I find myself traditionally, you know, a lot more less enjoyable, a lot more stressed and doing them online. It's just not the same. You know, I, I almost, I'd rather almost, I want, I want to do a live one. You're like, you don't have to sell me. It's just a matter of, I just got to get my shit in order. I got to, I got to find time that I can, that I can go. And it's more, it's more the time than the money, the money, like the money I can afford it. I got, I got that money in, in league safe, like in my NFBC account right now. There you go. So you have time to do these kind of like half-ass podcasts for free, but you have no time to come to New York and, and compete in these events. Oh, I don't New understand. York? New York? What they said Vegas? No, we, well, either one. You, I thought New, I, New York would be cheaper. So you yeah, worry well, about, if you're worried about money and time, you can come to New York or you go to Vegas. Vegas is even better. Nothing like right. Vegas. Well, I'll, I'll think about it. We'll talk about it offline. A couple, a couple more of these guys I want to look at is Otani's actually following, falling. Um, He's, he was about 112 ADP. He's 112 now and he was 102. So I think people are starting to catch on to what you were saying. Um, of course, because again, my, because of my, I'm way ahead of the curve, my infinite wisdom, see what happens. People catch up. Obviously, Marcus, Simeon, Marcus Simeon's fallen like 10 spots for some reason. I don't know. I, I, that one I can't explain. He's, got, he's gone from 77 to 88. 77 to 88. What's a, what is that, a round? That's is that, almost is a round? A, if you round. If you round a round, it's a round. All right. Well, all right. again, none of, none of these things are, like I said before, you, you're going to have, you have to figure in for variance, man, from draft to VIF. You're going to have, you're going to have drafts that, you know, between seven and eight or eight to nine. I mean, that, that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right with, yeah. with a player. There's, there's some players. players, there's some players that Simeon, no one loves, dude. Every, no one loves Simeon, man. He's always a boring player. He is. But, he, but look at the numbers he puts up every single year. He's, he's a rock at this well, point. Just, no, not every single just just last year. <laughs> Better. Dude, no. Last year was last year was off the charts. All right, but, it be, but beyond beyond his norm. Right? But be prior to that, he was pretty solid. And how many how many you know double digit steals, double digit homers. You know the knock on him was defense. Double was digit homers. Better. Who cares about double double digit homers? Everyone does that. And I don't, yeah, I don't but, know if he, I don't know if but, he did double, but there was a year. There were, if it was, I'm not going to call his stats up. But go look up his stats. He had 20, he had a year when he had 27 or 29 homers. They weren't just 10. They weren't 15 homer years. All right. So, and, and, I, and I've, I don't know the stat, but he, he's one of only, I don't know how many players, three or four players that have had as many home runs and steals um, consistently for I mean, multiple years in a row. Okay, he's right? been double-digit steals um, for the last, every year since 2015. Double-digit meaning how many steals? Yeah, uh, how many, if, we, if we look at his stats from 2015, he had 11, 10, 12, 14, 10. If you look at his home runs, he had 15, 27, 10, 15, 33. Okay. 
So yeah, right. he, he actually was. He's all over the. He's all look. He's all over the place, uh, as I said before. But you know, you don't you don't necessarily have to draft him as a super high round pick. The, and, and people got those stats drafting him in what double digit rounds. He was. He was he, never drafted. You said he was all over the place. You said he was like a. You, <laughs> you said he was a rock, and then you're like, like I said, he's no, all over the place. No, I'm, not doing, no, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> saying. I'm saying where he got drafted. Okay, he he would never he would never get this year. He got a he got a bump a little bit because of the crazy year he had last year in a juice ball era. Uh, but but every year you could get that guy late for nothing. Right. Right. There's actually a couple people. There's actually a couple more people that are that didn't even have an ADP last month that started to get drafted. One of them is Brandon Kinsler, who's supposed to be supposed to be maybe probably I don't know the closer from Marlins. Yeah. Then you got Jacoby Ellsbury actually being drafted. I'm going by their minimum draft. Ellsbury got drafted 309 overall, like 309 um, in one of the drafts. Don't understand that one. Um, first, first of all, what what draft is the Jacoby Ellsbury getting drafted in? Who, what, what, like I said, these are, these are, these are the moron drafts. He's, he's been drafted. I, I, I put this, this is what I, this is what I put on Twitter when, when I see drafts like that. I just put hashtag drafting with idiots. That's what some of these drafts are like. You're drafting with that. idiots. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's hashtag drafting with idiots. Who, who drafts Jacoby Ellsbury? He's, what is it? What are you going to get out of Jacoby Ellsbury this year? What? You want to waste a draft spot on him to be, be cute, draft Jacoby Ellsbury. More power to you. But you think the same thing about Felix Hernandez? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He put a gigantic fork in him. The guy is done. Okay, you're done. You're done. Yeah, just like Samarja right. and Tanaka. Yeah, right? there, there are people. Uh, what? 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 Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah. From the Yankees. Yeah. He may have a little bit more in the tank because he's in the Yankees. I don't, I don't think he's completely cooked. But I get, I'm not a fan of his either. I don't draft him high. What about, what about Samarja? I mean, I'm he put Samarja in the same category as Tanaka. I mean, Samarja is a lot more cooked at, done than Tanaka. Yeah, Tamarja's cut. Like he he's cut. But people 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 are saying, oh, you can't replace the volume, and it's fine. I just disagree with that. I think he's cut. His ball his his fastballs like lost like four or five miles an hour. He I think he had like a what team, six. What team, and what team is Samarja on right now? He's in a great pitcher's ballpark. He's what team the, is Samarja on right Giants. now? Giants. Yeah, how many games is he going to win this year on the Giants? Seven. So, yeah, we're going to take the over under on that bet. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I, I just made it. I made this uh, seven, and a half, seven, seven, seven and a half. You'd be hard pressed. You'd be hard pressed. <laughs> I'd be hard pressed to decide seven and a half. I'd yeah. probably take. I'd probably take the under. Yeah. Um, right. All right. So, so let, let's. Um, I'm going to flip flip it here uh, to the most. Just the, per, the percentage ADP from smallest to largest. So that's going to give me the biggest risers. The biggest riser on a percentage basis is Shogo Akiyama. Akiyama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, people think that he's going to be the full-time person there. I don't know about that. Um, I think it's a crowded situation. Other next is Jose. Well, it, is a, it, is a, it is a crowded situation, but I can tell you, you know, with the signing in Castellanos, I mean, you know, you got to be loving that in that ballpark if that's the case. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, and I, I hear people talking about, again, this is overthinking again, people, you know, may, trying to make it be about that ballpark and what his hit, the way he hits. But it wasn't he called Nick the Stick for a reason. The guy can hit, right? How many fifty-something doubles? A lot of them are turned to homers. You know, batting average. Every he's just, he's solid. He, uh, he has led the. I found this stat, and he's he's led the majors three consecutive years. And um, if you look at Statcast um, barrels plus, um, I think it's called solid contact, um, that resulted in an out. So a lot of those, most of those are to center field and right field, or just fly right. balls, and um, he just. And now he's in Great American Bandbox, whatever, whatever that. In that yeah, that his, his ADP's rose in five, uh, three spots, but I think a lot of a lot of um, the proper the proper the proper English word would be risen, risen, risen. risen. Okay, um, you're right. Don't speak. There's not. We don't use Canadian English on this show. Z? Do you, do you say Z or Z? 
What? Like, like if you're looking at Cesar Hernandez, is is his name ends in a Z? That's what I would say. Or Salvador Perez would end in a Z. There's no, no, there's not Z. It's not Z. In Canada, in Canada, that's. Yeah, I, I understand, but, but but we're not in Canada. You are. I'm not in Canada. We don't say Z in America. Right? How do you spell? How do you spell color? How do you spell color? Yeah. Like C O L O R. Wrong. C L O C O L O U R. Color. Yeah. Now everything's at O U R. Yeah. I know. I know that one too. Anyways, so show goes first, and yeah, Castellanos. He's risen three spots so far in 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 January, but um, I think a lot of. Um, January, he hadn't been traded yet. So I think a lot of those drafts, he wouldn't have seen that bump yet. Um, Tony Watson, I think people are just figuring this out, that he might be the closer for the Giants. He's, he, he rose um, from an ADP of six, or sorry, 569. So this guy, like, penciled in to be the closer for the shitty Giants, maybe, probably. And he was going 569 with how, how much, how, uh, yeah, we how have fast one, safety but, but let's board. not forget, we have one of our favorite managers in baseball now managing the Giants, right? Who's managing the Giants these days? I actually don't remember. Who's managing don't the remember. Giants? Isn't, no. isn't, Gabe, isn't Gabe Kapler managing the Giants now? Oh, yeah, that's right. And do I, I have that I right? Forgot, I forgot that, that, yeah. Do I have that right? I knew Bochy was retired, but I didn't know who went there. They, they had Kapler, right? Yeah, there. I think so. So, you know. So now he's up to 448. So what, what, what does Kapler do? He just doesn't, he, he doesn't do things by the books. He can just do... He, fly, he just mixes and matches. I don't know what his style is. I'm not a fan of his managing, period. The way I've seen him manage when he was with the, I think he was with the Phillies, right? Was it Phillies before? And I've yeah. seen the guy manage. I don't, I don't, nothing, you know, so I don't, I don't think there's anything great about him and I don't trust his decision-making abilities and so he make the right choice. We, we all think we make the right choices picking, well, this obvious guy should be the closer and put him in there, right? But there's so many guys there on that team that could be the closer. And then you're going to get stuck with a closer. If you get him, it's like you're getting the, the, the Michael Givens of the, uh, of the, of the, uh, the National League <laughs> over there. Because yeah. who, who, who wants to have that guy, that dead wood, you know, dead weight sitting in your lineup to get, maybe get a save, you know, in a week if you're lucky. Yeah, that's why they watch my the Marlins closers. I don't even bother with them. They, they're bidding on the Shane Green. They're bidding on the Shane Green phenomena. You know that that might that lightning might strike again, and the guy's gonna get you know twenty of the first team's twenty wins in saves. But yeah, that could happen, right? But that I mean, like I said before, you're not gonna waste a high pick on them. But if you're gonna just go bottom barrel and you want to get a few, pick up a few points and saves, maybe, and at the end, again, depends what kind of league you're drafting in, though. Yeah. When you worry about Tony Watson, yeah, I don't think you're you know. Really about Tony Watson too much. You're getting him in a, in a main event. It's like one of the last closers you'll just throw in, and if you just want to pick up a, you know, bottom barrel closer and see, hopefully he becomes a closer. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't waste a pick in the top 200 for sure. Right. Um, yeah. A couple. A couple more guys. I'll just go through. Jason Castro signed with the Angels. He moved up for. He's he's going up from 453 to 362. That's quite a big move. Uh, Louis. And, Robert. Yeah, and, the, and the amazing thing of this whole thing with 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 these catchers, they're all the same. Okay, everyone, every one of these catchers, you, you got your, you, if you want to spend the high pick on the first, there's like four or five catchers, right? And every, every, every other one of them is going to give you 10 to 12 homers, right? 30 to 40, 50 RBIs, yeah. you know, 240, 230 batting air. They're all the same. You, you can cover the name. They're all going to put the same stats up. Disagree, kind of. Your bet, your bet, your look. Just tell me who you, you have to, you have, like last year, I had, you know, um, Mitch Carver in a ton of places. You know, but no one was drafting him. He was the number two catcher. He's the last thing, you know, toward the end there. The guy, you know, could hit decently. You're hoping for one of these catchers to bust out, right? To be a guy that's going to be the, the, you know, the, you know. So was it just was that luck on your end? What? That luck? You said you, you said you got. You're hoping. Jason, you're right? hoping. You're or hoping Mitch, for Mitch one. Of the, you're, you're hoping for one of these guys to bust out. You you, you draft these guys, these second catchers. But right? they they almost never do. That's true. 
right? Exactly. Right, but they're, but they're, but they're, so they're pretty much a fungible. They're all the same, pretty much the same. I don't know if they're all the same. Like I, I'd say, like Salvador Perez and Francisco Mejia, those are guys that I'm hoping don't kill your average because all, all these catchers really. Yeah, wide we're not talking about Salvador Perez and Mejia being in that lower tier echelon of catchers. He's not top. You know? five. He's not going to the top five. They're not. They're not top five. But Perez, you know, Perez is coming back from you know the injury, and he should be. He should be okay. But we don't know. It's been a long while. He's been out, coming back from major uh, surgery. But uh, you know he can still be. We know what he can, what he's capable of doing. Or do we? Wait, because I think one one thing that people people are already all over him. But one thing that people aren't saying or aren't thinking about is he's never uh, been introduced to the the juice ball. He missed all of last year with the juice ball. All right. Yeah. I think, he, I think he had twenty seven home runs before that. All right. So, but he had, but, but and, and before that too, he had he had he had some solid home run years. The guy could hit. So uh, as a, again, I'm I'm going this from memory. I don't have the stats up in front of me as I'm sitting here. To look at the look at the numbers guys put up in past years, but uh, you know, but he's he's a guy that you could trade gold with later because I've seen him dropped into you know what 12, 13, 14th round with some of these drafts. Yeah. So in a 15 team league, but but for the most part, you get past these catchers if you get you if you if you're going to take a catcher, you're either going to invest early in a catcher one and then throw in another one, right? Or more like most people are doing, it's almost like you're punting the catcher position. What I do when I look at catchers for the most part. What am I going to get out of these two guys? These two guys combined, you know, together. You know, it's just I don't. It's just it's one. It's one. It's two spots in the lineup that I count as one. I combine them together and figure, okay, am I going to get 25 homers out of the spot and 50 RBIs? And okay, then I can just you know make the rest of my make most of my team make up for it by my earlier picks by taking better players. Yeah. Not wasting them on catchers. Yeah. Right. And not to true. mention, but not to mention how these catchers are. You know, one foul tip. How many of these people get hurt constantly, constantly, all the time? guarantee some of these catchers are going to get hurt yeah that's that's, sure. that's, sure. that's, that's a fact yeah, yeah they definitely it's a more injury prone position for sure same with same with all those people that steal bases like the d gordons the the um malik smith is, and malik smith the billy hamilton's they tend to get injured a lot more even trey turner mm-hmm. well trey um, turner's had a lot of freak injuries and not really from stealing bases and stuff like that but he's had a lot of freak injuries yeah he's got to learn how to get his hand out of the way when he bunts a ball but that's another story go ahead yeah um next louis louis robert He's moved up from an average uh, in December. He was 103. Uh, now he's at 80, 83. So he's moved up 20 spots more than around. Which yeah, is, and he's only going to keep. He's only going to keep rising, man. Yep. He's only going to keep rising, especially if he has a great spring. You know, he'll be going in the fourth round. Like, last guy. Last guy I want to talk about is Garrett Cole. He's um, he's not big, but it's a it's a big percentage. He's actually um, of everyone. He's seventh overall on the percentage moves uh, uh, up. Uh, he's he's gone up from 5.88 to 4.95, and I think you might be seeing him like as a, like your default number four overall after your big three now, just by mm-hmm. how how things are going. Right. Yeah. Well, I've, I've taken I've taken him early. I've taken I took him one one early draft. This is before he signed with the Yankees. You know that I had him. Like a, I think it took him number two or three in early draft Champions League to see what kind of team I could put together there, and and whatever. But uh, look, he's he, as you remember, he's going into Yankee Stadium. Right, it's not, it, it isn't a better ballpark to pitch in than been in Houston, is it? By any stretch of the imagination, All right? And you know he does give up some homers, and because right, if, if the ball is the same, the balls are going to fly out of there. So at a, at a Yankee Stadium, so I mean they're going to be. I have a feeling there'll be some regret. He's a phenomenal pitcher. He's going to give you a, a massive amount of strikeouts, great ratios. But they, are they are they going to be the same as last year? I don't know. I don't think you know. I, I think and he he has his nice. He also has got a, he's got his money now. He's comfortable. There's that too, and there's, there's also the research that's been done that shows, for the most part, these guys that sign these massive contracts, very few 
I don't know whose article that was. It was a good article. Uh, actually do better with the same or better than the year they, they do the contract. Very few. I think J.D. Martini was one that did it. And I think there's one other picture. I think it was Max Scherzer. Those are the only two that signed that massive contract and actually had a better year than the year before. Hmm. Interesting. But that, of those numbers. They, they, the statistics will show that most of these guys that sign these crazy-ass contracts, their numbers go down and, and, and precipitously. And they, so, and they continue to play third base on the Giants. Yeah, exactly. Nice little segue into, to, you know, talk about. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, so, no, um, never, never plan to talk about him. So it's, the next like, it's like a quiz show. Like I'm supposed to fill in the blanks at this hour. Then I'm supposed to guess. You're supposed to set up a tee up a player, and I'm supposed to guess who it is in a certain we, amount of time. We could do that, um, but we. Could, you, want me, you want me just like give you uh, a, oh, well, a well, quiz? Well, just to finish, Garrett Cole. I'm not saying you know we're not. Uh, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for interrupting. I'm not saying I'm not saying that people will not stop to stop drafting Garrett Cole in the in the, in the first round, but that's that's where he's going to go. He's that's where he's going to stay. So will Degrom. You know, you, you're going to you're probably you're most likely are going to do quite well there in, in the first round with those players if you want to start with a pitcher. Is there? Hey, so, I, I like him. They're good. I think Garrett Cole's a good player. He's decent. Yeah, he's he's an alright he's an alright player. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, next the segue, which isn't a segue. But the next, the next, the next thing I wanted to talk about is like who's going to be this year's blank. So who's going to be this year? One of the, one of the questions: Who's this year's Chris Paddock? Somebody, the guy that comes from never. I don't think he had a Triple A inning under his belt. Then he comes in and throws it and it helps you a ton. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it both ways. And you know, I like to go both ways. I'm gonna look at the players that uh, what I did. I'm gonna look at the players that like really fell off and the players that really moved up. And what and how I did that was I looked at the ADP this year and I compared it to the ADP last year and I looked at like the massive changes and I wanted to see what you, if you had any thoughts on these guys. So who is and I'll I'll, I'll do the bad players first. Um, this player um, he's going at an ADP of over 600 this year, but he but he was going off in 2019 as the 166th player. So he's going at 166. This is a guy. Do you want to guess him? Do you want to do the? Do you want to do no, the it's way too early in the morning at 1:30 a.m. Eastern time for me to be guessing players. Okay. So. This guy's name is Kyle Friedland on the Colorado Rockies. So he's dropped a shitload because he was terrible last year. Um, who do you think could be that person this year? And I'll, I'll tell you. I I found it hard. I looked at the I looked at the sort of the ADP and like if I had to pick someone, I don't really totally believe this to be that person this year or next year would be Mike Miner. He's going to drop off the face of the earth like Greenland. I, I don't think Mike Miner has the that was going to be it would be like that. You know, I don't we, think so. I don't think so either. Anybody know? I, look, anybody who knows anything about ba- baseball or fantasy baseball, look at the metrics on Kyle. It, it was like an anomaly of a year. It was an outlier of a year. Okay, it's, you know, pitching in um, Colorado and you know with his skill set and whatever, there was no way he was going to even come close to duplicating that, which is why he fell off the face of the earth. Even even after he had that year, no one was taking him that high. You know, and that's it's not surprising. That being the case, well, his ADP so, was 166, so they were taking him at 166. Yeah, but, but you, you don't consider it that high, I guess. Well, as I said, how many games did he won too? I mean, you know, he could have could have went a lot higher than that, but people were still laying off because they don't they didn't believe it. You know, a lot of people didn't believe that he was going to do it again, and he didn't, and he fell to face of the earth. But that wasn't that wasn't a shock that was going to happen. No one thought he was going to do the same numbers or come close to the same numbers. But you're looking for a pitcher that's going to like you think fall to the face of the earth had a great had a good year last year. Yeah. I'm supposed. I, I, it would have been good if I had time to prep the who looked at and see who might be the case. What, what, what pitcher are you saying that might be the case? This you think? I don't. I don't, I don't have it. I don't have anyone. I think it's very hard. So this is what this is where Jack. This is where preparation comes in when you do these shows. Okay? I prepared. I, I, have, my, I have my guy. I, Mike I can Miner. only carry you so far. What, Mike, Mike Miner. Mike Miner. I'm carrying you. You you've got nothing. 
Uh, you have no names. <laughs> I, I, have a, I, have, I have a name. I believe, I believe the name I've given. You believe Mike is, Myers is, is going to fall off the face of the earth? No. It's like, I think I gave a name, but I, do, do, I agree, do I agree with myself? Do I think it's like founded by any logic? No. So you're debating with yourself now? No, I'm just... You picked the I'm, guy. I'm not, I'm not even debating. I'm just saying the, the name that I've given for this circumstance doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I've given a name. So you, you're saying it's, it's that a, he, it's a guess. He may or may not return. All it is is a guess. Twelfth round value. You're trying to say. I'm saying he's fine. I'm saying if I had to pick someone going around the mid 100s and somebody uh, and this person is just going to fall off the map, then that's him. That's him. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe 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 Miles Michaels will be that other guy too. How about that? Actually, I like that pick better, but I don't think he's going. People, I people, I don't, I don't think he's going that high. People still in love. Well, it's still fifteen round. People still in love with Miles Michaels for some reason. So uh, I like I like your answer a lot better than my answer. All right, good. So we'll we'll go with him as a as a guy that could be a complete blow up. All right, uh, next um, Wade Davis. He went. Uh, he was going about one seventeen. Wade Davis is another guy. I put a fork in him. He's done. Okay. He's finished. I'll, I'll take it. Okay. So who's going to be that? Put a, <laughs> Wait, who's who's going to be the who's going to be the put a fork in him done closer that's going relatively high in the first ten closers this year? Uh, that could be Kimbrel. Like we talked about before, it's very, I'm saying I'm saying Kenley Jansen myself, I, and Jansen would be one that I can see the writing on the wall with him as well too. His velocity's gone down, yeah. So the the health issues, the heart. There's a lot of different things. There's the writing on the walls. There is you know where that's where your your Blake Trinan back, back uh, handcuff comes in handy uh, this year, and I think the Dodgers know something by going after Trinan Trinan Adam over there because he said if you watch him pitch and you see what was happening there, and what has he got? One pitch as it is, right? Um, right, he's, who, like, uh, he's he's pretty much got one pitch. Who, Jensen or Jensen or Kimbrel? Jensen. Um, he, so, I have his page pulled up. He has a fastball and a slider. Okay, uh, but yeah, basically just his slider. He, ba- he barely throws. Exactly. So he's, 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 yeah, he's, he's a fastball. Like fast eighty percent of the time, fast. Yeah, he's trying. He's the he's the he goes the you know Mariana Rivera route, but he's not Mariana Rivera. And uh, so he's he's getting up there, and as I said before, there's a lot of you know that's why he's dropping. Though he said, "Look where he's." I kind of feel like they overused him in the playoffs, and he just sort of like he died like a battery. Well, maybe they should have had him out there when they instead of putting uh, Kershaw out there. Maybe they would have maybe they <laughs> would have had a better chance that they do every year. Okay, this but, this this is fun for predicting the demise of players. Um, this this player isn't he, isn't it fun predicting the demise of anything? Yeah. <laughs> It's not. It's not always fun predicting the success. It's much more fun predicting the demise and you know wishing hardship and you know ill will on things, right? Is that is that much more fun? Is that much more of a hoot when you do that? People find that much more interesting. That's what the moron package is founded on. Exactly. Okay, so this this player, he um, he is going this year. He's going off. Uh, his ADP right now is three ninety nine, and that is actually rising substantially. There's your hint. Last year he had an ADP of eighty five, so he was going in the top one hundred. Mm-hmm. Now he's like almost at 400. Yet his ADP. Yet people are coming back on board with this guy. Can you? You know who I'm talking about? He's a he's a hitter. Like I said, it's 1:35 in the morning. Isn't it? It's not the, I'm not trying to. I'm not on a quiz show. Tell me what you're talking about. Jesus Aguilar. Ugh. All right. So who's and this? I know. I, I, yeah, who, I know. Who's gonna fall off? Who's gonna be drafted around that one top 100? That's gonna be like okay after afterthought next year. A hitter. Yeah. It's going to do that. It's going to fall off. I have somebody written down already. Go the Aguilar route. I'm looking. I have a draft board up in front of me. What do you have written down? I have Danny Santana. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I, I just 
yeah, he, yeah, I, I definitely don't. I don't see him going 2020 again and having that kind of year and everything else like that at his age. And, you know, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I would pick that as a very, uh, you know, good possibility. I'm going off the deep end. So I, I'll give you a little props for that one. I, I'm not a big Danny, Danny Santana fan. I'm not going after Danny Santana. And, uh, so yeah, after having a, you know, after having a strong year like that, but you know, as far as, you know, bust out guys that are going to like just fall off the table. I mean, those, I mean, those are hard to, those are hard to predict in terms of whatever. Um, I mean, look, you, you could, you could say Kyle Schwarber. I'll, I'll say Kyle Schwarber. All right. I mean, mm-hmm. all right. I'll, I'll throw that out there. You want me to pick one? Not that, not that I'm saying, you know, I, I like, you know, he had a great year last year, you know, fantastic, whatever there, but yeah, you know, I, I'll just say he could go the other way. I'll, okay. I'll, if I had to pick somebody, I'll pick Kyle Schwarber. Perfect. Let's, let's spin this positively now. Let's look at the players that actually shot up this year and who can be that person this year or next year, however you want to say it. Um, person that shot up the most, um, the player that shot up the most from, from last year in terms of ADP, they, they were going off at 682 last year, and now they're going off at um, 40. 682 to 40. <laughs> this is Jordan Alvarez. Right. Mm-hmm. Who can be the Jordan this year? I guess these these prospects, it's sort of a cop out to like start talking about this um, because they're just, there's so many, like any, any of these, anyone that's like, okay, Louis Robert obviously is going way higher this year. Yeah, but Jordan Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez, which granted there was great things that people were saying about him. Nobody predicted, you know, like, you know, like the Juan Soto while, well, you, you know, a couple of years ago, but he was just going to just blow up like that. Yeah. And surpass Kyle Tucker. What? Surpass Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Kyle Tucker. So, and that's what, you know, and that's, you know, so in, in, in those circumstances, no one, no one saw that coming in and no way, no one saw that coming category, but you know, if you want to speculate, I have a couple of guys that, you know, that, that you do, you're here to talk about, but I think that, you know, we never know. I'm my guy's, my guy's sort of a cop out. He's going way earlier than even Jordan was. He's going, he's going into like the four hundreds. So who's your guy? My, it's, it's, it's a, it's a shitty, it's a cop out answer. It's Alec Baum. Why, why is that a cop out answer? I mean, because he's not, he's not, he's not going like nearly as low. Like Jordan came out of nowhere. People are expecting Baum to be up. Right. Well, I, don't, so I, don't, I don't know where he's going to play, but right necessarily. Third, but, third base. Well, he's, he's not. He's been third base for the Phillies. I mean, I, I'm hearing that he can't play third base. Like, well, so I don't know where they're going to put him. It's hmm. first base. You got to. Yeah, I'm hearing. I'm hearing first base eventually, but who knows? Right. But um. So you're looking for like you're looking for late round you know, prospects to blow up. I mean. Yeah, that you know that people aren't expecting to come up. So I guess I guess maybe you, you've uh, you've shit on bomb a little bit. So maybe that makes my pick a little bit more legitimate. Yeah, the, the, he's, the, so he's your. That's the guy you're saying they're going to be the next year at Alvarez. I. I I don't see how that's going to happen. Not even, not even remotely close. Okay. <laughs> but so I'm sorry. I, I hate to break the news to you, but I, I, I you know, okay. I know the player. I've researched, looked at the player, and whatever. And I, I haven't seen anything written about him. Okay, they, break some news to me of a player that you think will be that person. How about we? How about we talk? Well, let, let's talk about a couple more realistic prospects that I think that, given the cer- the team circumstances right now, uh, could be guys that are. But don't give me guys that are going like in the top 300, 400. I don't, what, what, top 300, 400 is what? I mean, it, for, like, don't it, give me like Nick Madrigal. I'm not, I'm not, looking, like, not looking for Cardi Keebeam or Nick Madrigal. I'm looking for deeper than that. Deeper than that? What's Dylan Carlson going these days? He's going in the top 300. Oh, is he? Yeah. All right. 
Are you talking about uh, these are draft, draft champion drafts? Yeah. So you you said you had a lot of Jordan last year. So you you were able to see the potential. Yeah, but I but I but I but I guess I said before. I it wasn't because like I said I can tell you that I was his genius. I saw it, but no one else saw it. He when you get down to these late rounds, you're mining for guys that that have opportunities based on what you saw and read about them and whatever, and you put them on there. And so what do you want to see? Like you want to see like a clinic, Jared Clinic. Well, yeah, Jared. Well, yeah, coming from my Mets over there, but he's 20 years old. You know, I don't know how I don't know how much they they have the insight to fast track this guy to get him in the, into the. There's so many guys in Seattle this year. Yeah, I I would take Jay Fraley on that team as a guy that could blow up more he's than gonna, that guy's not going to do what Jordan did though. Like no, this is that, but, but, but for, for, first of all, how many people in recent years have even come close to what Jordan did? How many combined homers and RBIs did Alvarez have last year between the majors and the minors? Like fifty homers, and it was something. like it was a, it was some crazy number, one hundred and what, one hundred and forty, one hundred forty something, fifty RBIs and fifty something homers. It was insane. You know, right? it was even more insane. It was a, 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 a Kino. I think he had even more. Like if you combined it, Aquino, whatever. Yeah, No, he didn't. There's no way. Sarasitas Aquino did not have the numbers combined in the two levels that Alvarez did. No, he did not. So, you said, so you're saying Jake Fraley. So you're saying Jake Fraley is the next year on Alvarez. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying as a guy that could, you know, that's not really a major, you know, on the radar guy that could that you could pick and get maybe 2020 out of a guy. If he gets okay. position, Aquino, it, Aquino had 47 combined home runs, so no, okay. he, did, he didn't have as many as Alvarez. And right. how many RBIs did he have, too? He had 100, exactly. Right. So, but uh, better than I expected. But look what happened to him. But um, toward the end there. But, and um, he's not going in the second or third round where Alvarez, people think he's legit. They well, now he's playing legit. times in serious jeopardy as well. Right. And obviously, you know, if, if you think a guy's that great, you're not going to make moves that are going to impinge on a guy's playing time like that. Right? Right. So oh. the team knows something maybe we don't know. So let's move. Let's move on to my next, the next guy that I've highlighted. So here. like I said, don't no no one's going to go online right now and say that MTM got on the radio, Mike DeMouth got on the radio and said on this podcast that Dylan Carlson and Jake Fraley are going to be the next Jordan Alvarez. Not what I'm saying. I'm saying is you can get these guys because there's there's openings, there's possibilities there to step up, and they could be very very profitable, and they could be moving and if move into the, you know, you can see them being drafted next year in the in the in the early rounds. If people they, people have been consistently drafting um, uh, Julio Rodriguez on the on the Mariners. Yeah, but he's 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 great, but he's very young. Was he eighteen? I mean, some, some just, eighteen, nineteen, something like that. He's in, and he hasn't he hasn't even hit double A yet. I'm, I, I he's I wouldn't take him. Like it's, it'd be such a stretch for him to contribute this. Year. But but again, you're talking about a fifty round. So what if you're in a fifty round draft when you're drafting seven hundred and fifty players deep, right? In a draft championship, you draft them in the fiftieth round. You know, I, I still remember the year in a fiftieth round. It was a couple of years. I drafted Carlos Correa. I'm looking right at him right now on a draft board right now. I drafted in the 50th round of a DC that year that he came up and whatever. And look what he did coming out in the fifth out of the 50th round. Every once in a while, you strike gold like that. They call up a young guy and he goes crazy, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, he's sort of. He's sort of. I'm. I'm sort of thinking who's going to force the hand because of the team to to call him up because he's just killing the minor leagues so that so badly. All right, next next guy is um, he went. Um, he's going off at uh, one fifteen this year, but he wasn't. He was barely being drafted last year. He was uh, seven forty eight. So he obviously he went from nothing to something. His name is Liam Hendricks, closer for the Oakland A's. Uh-huh. This is a closer question. Um, 
my guy that I have written down here is James Karinchuk on the Indians. Um, a bold prediction. Well, last last episode I said he could be the next. Um, he could be the best closer in the American League. If you, to, you talked, you talked about Karinchuk already. Yeah. So I'm I'm using it. Is, right is that your thing? You want to use him on multiple episodes to see if it gets some traction? Is that the is that the idea? No, I don't so, want to. Be, I don't want to get any traction. <laughs> I guess uh, he he's that person. Who's what person? He he could be next. He could be next year's Hendricks, Liam Hendricks. The next year's Liam Hendricks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that means Hand has to be get hurt, get traded, right? Yep. That's the case, right? Yep. So you're hoping for a situation where there's going to be an injury, and uh, you know someone's going to step up. So. Yep. In, in that particular situation, so you're thinking you're asking me, either, is there a, a, a closer situation, or someone's going to step up on a? Yeah. And you know, it always happens. Always. It does. The question is, I said, do you need to predict the unknown like that? And that's, you know, that's. Uh, I'm going to say that, your guy is probably, gonna, you're probably going to say Rowan Wick. Well, I mean, that seems to be the popular consensus. Someone's got to, if, if, you know, there's nothing, nothing certain that, that uh, Kimbrell's going to be Kimbrell. So that's a guy. Yeah, but there are, there are, but there are plenty of teams like that. What, look at freaking, look at, look at, look at a uh, freaking, uh, you know, the Mets for some reason. You know, we, we everybody everybody's betting on Edwin Diaz coming back gangbusters, right? Yeah. To, to whatever it be, and he may but with that elbow. You never know, and you know his situation. What if he doesn't? Well, you know? is no. You got uh, he's, got not, he's not. He's not that healthy either. Exactly. Right. But yeah. there are guys that. But there. there but there. But you could point to any team. There are like I don't know how many teams there are that uh, have you know your your closers in waiting. That if a guy, it happens every year though. But this, this is one of those things you just don't know, man. I mean, that's the that's the, the crazy infuriating thing about baseball: the injuries, man. And uh, and it, it happens every single year. And you can draft the best team in the world, make all the best moves, best closers, and you get you get you with the injuries. So sometimes you just got to dodge those minefields, and it happens every year, every single year. So and if you're you're the lucky one to have Liam Hendricks or Jeff Lynn Liam Hendricks, more power, more power to you. But you didn't draft Liam Hendricks last year or get him on whatever, predicting that you know what's his uh, you know trying was going to blow up. And fall apart. True. All right. All right let's let's go on. Um, let's take. Uh... How long is this segment going on for at this point? See, this is we. This is where the part of the show we have to start breaking it up with something that's just non-fantasy baseball stuff to keep people interested. Okay. Because you know, okay. if they're driving or they're doing whatever, this might be saying they might be like be saturated at this point. They're trying to take notes. They're, they're probably taking notes in what you're saying while they're driving. So we don't want we don't want to get them into any accidents. Right. So yeah, you're right. Well, so but, you said 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 you um, you know, okay. you're like bold predict- what was this bold prediction crap you were telling me about like that? Yeah, so that's a tw- 2020 vision. It's, it's my very original segment. Um, yeah. Do you, to, do you need me to explain the, um, the pun behind it? No, I get it, man. I get it. The 2020, it's the year 2020, 2020 vision. Yeah, I get it. I, I okay. get the whole thing. So what I'm, what I'm going to ask everyone that comes on is to give me one bold prediction. On a scale of 1 to 10 of creativity, I give it a 2 because I never heard of 1 before. Okay? That's what I give it. Okay. So you got to work on that. Go okay. back to the drawing board. Come up with something that's going to be edgy. Like, for example, you should be running polls, which you missed a golden opportunity of last time. You should have ran a poll and said, okay, what shocking um, uh, uh, true life story or adventure that Mike DeMouth was involved with and do you want to hear about? Get it I don't, you haven't told me any of them. Okay, so this I, so you I, said, I, you I say your pages, example, you say your pages you material. I have, pages of, I have pages of I have pages of stories that I could okay. tell you about that would be amazed if I tell people. But you know, you didn't you didn't put the poll down so listeners could choose what story they want to hear. 
because I have so many. You you didn't give me any options. What did I tell you? Did you listen to the end of the last show? I mentioned a couple of different options. I talked about my 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 world famous movie theater brawl, when okay. you know that I, that I was involved in, and there was a time I was almost abducted by the Harry Krishnas with, potentially when I was in college, things like that. Yeah, I've no idea. I honestly have no idea who that that group is. So, the Harry Krishnas? No, no idea. They're in airports. It's like it's a religious movement. They run around. You know, you know what I'm talking about? The guys with the uh, the top knots running around the airport, giving no. out literature. Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna. You know that? Never heard of the Hari Krishna. No, I never did. A, never did a book report on that. You got to get out more, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think everybody on here has heard of the Hari Krishnas. So everyone sure. on here, like just me and you, like you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. So go ahead. But I'm just saying, this is what, like I said, you got to bust it up a little bit and break okay, it Okay, so, so those are the only two options for your for this? No, I, I, as I said before, you know, I, I, I'll, if you want, instead, rather than just, just trying to shove this story, I'll come up with a list of stories. You can run a poll, and then people can choose, and I can come, come back and do a story. Unless, so they can think of one, unless they can think of one tonight that'll, just, it'll, that'll fit well into the show at a certain okay, point. Well, let's, okay, fine. Let's, 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 let's um, get our options in order. So you got the movie theater, you got the, the Harry Christians. Um, no, the Harry Krishnas, okay? <laughs> Harry Krishnas. Okay. Okay. The there's, a Beatles, there's a Beatles song. Have you heard of the Beatles before? Are you familiar with that? There's a yep, Beatles know, song know, that, refer- Beatles. that references them, okay? okay. Which, which song is that? There was a, it was a, it was a class I took in school called New Religious New Religious Movements no, what in song? America. What, what Beatles song references them? The Hare Krishna Krishna. I, 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 now I'm going to draw a blank on the name of the Beatles song. Just just Google it. Yeah, it's too, it's too late. It's too late. Okay, okay. So we got those two. Anything, what, what what are the other options? And, and you, uh, again, we're going to talk about this. We're going to break up the amazing segment about who's going to be the next Chris Paddock. That's what people are waiting to hear. And we're and we're we're teasing this story that's not even going to unfold. Well, it may unfold. How much? How long have I been? On, how long have I been in the air with you tonight so far? How long has this show gone on for? We we're getting past an hour and a half, I think. Jesus Christ! All right, we yeah, we we don't want to like yeah. We people are already like, well, we'll 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 tease. We'll, I'll come up. With, I'm gonna get my thoughts together and put a list of the some of the top stories, and people can vote on them and choose which they want to do. And then I'll come prepared with the, the stories. Okay. Okay. And just try to sh- sh- throw throw them in at the end of the show at this point. All right. Let's All right. just let's just fly through the rest of these segments because uh, and let's. Let's do the let's do the rest of the segment, but just don't we don't go into any detail. Just give me an answer. If you don't have an answer, just say pass. So JD Davis, um, he's going at 177, but he was going at 633 last year. So obviously he rose a lot. My player for that is Abraham Toro on the Astros. Do you have do you have do you have, do you have, a, do you have a give someone like that that's just gonna that's a player that's up in the majors the year before, but really didn't get a lot of playing well, the, time. The, the situation with JD Davis when I drafted him, you know, it's playing time. You, you can see, you can see exactly. a guy like JD Davis going there, yeah, like typical Mets. This will be the example they got. They got was it um, from the um, who's the guy they got from Houston in their big their big outfield trade? Why am I drawing a blank at this time of the night? The, the Mets. Yeah. Um, not Maris, it was not Marisnik. It's who was the one they, from the, the the outfield they got in trade? Why am I drawing a blank right now? He just he just went in my draft over here. That's all the Mets right now. And, and they'll probably throw him in the outfield. Uh, um, and he'll probably be a starter for them. They have Conforto and they have Nimmo and they have Cespedes and JD Davis in the outfield. And then their infield is. Who look at the depth charts? There's, a, there's another. There's another. Uh, we're looking. At, we're looking at the Mets. Yeah. Okay. People are gonna be like, "Oh shit! They should know this right now. These more, these idiots should know who no, that is." No, I don't. I think who they're talking about. 
I don't think so. Um, starter or is it a reserve? You said well, in, 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 any other, in any other team in the majors, he'd be a reserve player. But on the Mets, they'll probably give him a lot of starting time. Okay, well, their outfielders, their starting outfielders are Brandon Nimmo, J.D. Davis, and Michael Conforto. None okay, so look at the depth chart, and below them, who are the other people that are in the depth chart? Okay, and, well, the outfielder, Jake Marisnik, which you said. Marisnik, that's what I thought. I said Marisnik, so I was yeah. right when I said Marisnik, okay? Yeah. See, no, see that, that's the guy that the Mets will probably put out there, and, and, and you know, and, and they'll put up numbers because they, they don't know any better not to play Marisnik. But you, think, you think Marisnik <laughs> is, is the next J.D. Davis? If he goes on the Mets, no one then they'll put him out there. Cespedes, we don't even know what Cespedes is going to be playing, right? Because obviously the Mets are not going to spend on starting Marte, which they should have freaking done, you know, because God forbid. And I, and, I, and, I, and I can tell you, I had this big battle on Twitter about people trying to, these experts telling tell me that they shouldn't be trading Brandon Nimmo for, for, uh, to get starting Marte. Somehow, all of a sudden, Brandon Nimmo is a second coming of Christ because, <laughs> guy, because the guy can fucking walk a lot, okay? Truth is, and then people are saying to me, well, what, what makes you say that you know, such and such is not as good as Nimmo? I said, it's called a body of work. Look at, look at what Starling Marte has done since he's been in the majors and look at what Nimmo's done since he's been in the majors besides have a headache, right? He's done jack shit. Right, so you go with the you go where the money is. If you want to win now, you put Starling Marte in your outfield, and you don't wait to see what Brandon Nimmo is going to become. And who said you even had to trade Brandon Nimmo to the uh, to the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks? Because they, you, look what they got back in return, eventually for Nimmo anyway. This, the Mets are famous for that. They'll just freaking they they they, they, don't, they, they don't want to give up on a certain player, and then the team that they're dealing with will go to another team and trade them for less, for lesser prospects and lesser players, because they can't sucker the Mets into giving somebody more. Right, this is what the Mets do all the time. This is my Mets rant at this point. So this is this is the thing the Mets do all the time, and they wonder why they don't win because they have a, they're a loser. They're a loser organization with a loser mentality, and they're never going to win a goddamn thing until they get what's the, the billionaire to take over. So I hate to break it to you, Mets fans. The, the, another window of opportunity will be missed with all these great pitchers and whatever else. Because why? Because you're run by a bunch of jackasses. That's this the problem. Is, it's so doom and gloom. This podcast. Just every, it's not, it's not doom and gloom. It's the truth. We're picking on the negatives. We're, we're, we're picking like, apart if, teams. If you, if gonna, if who's going to be the next player that's going to drop off into obscurity? Um, let's, let's focus more positive. Oh, well, you, you're, you're a Toronto Blue Jays fan, right? Yes, I am. So when they suck, can you admit that they suck? And if, you, and if their organization... Yeah, I think, stupid, I think they made some and, terrible and decisions. And their organization is doing stupid things. You don't just be a homer and say, you know, rah, rah, it's going to be okay. They're going to be great. No, in reality, no I'm, not like that. I'm not like that at all, in fact. Okay, well, you know, so this is where, as a Mets fan, I live in reality. And that's the situation. So knowing these moronic Mets, they're going to run out Mariznick, everything out there, thinking he's, you know, the next uh, starting Marte for whatever, because they didn't whatever. And we're going to be... in. And Actually, they, and that's not going to be good for everything and everything for breaks the right way or for fantasy, right? It's not. It okay. This, right person, this next person is going 50th overall this year. And um, he was going 472 last year. His name is Lucas Giolito. There you go. I'm saying if I had to guess someone that's going to do that, um, sort of similar profile, top prospect, Alex Reyes. So I know he's supposed to be in the bullpen, but he wants to earn that starting role. Um, don't think don't think he'll ever do what he needs to do to get picked 50th next year, but maybe in the top 100 if he really shows what he can do. Okay. So, you, you're, so he's, the, he's, the, he's the guy that's going to blow up and become the next uh, Lucas Giglio. 
Like if you had to, if you had to, if you had to ask me honestly, I don't think there is a person that will do that this year. But if I had to, pick well, did he one, ever have that pedigree in the first place? I, you know, I mean, yeah, I know people yes. really high in race, but yes, he did. I guess yeah, he was yeah, he was pretty well hyped and stuff like that. You know, oh yeah, he was like, he was might have been top pitching prospect at one point before he started getting injured a ton. So that's that. Um, do you have do you have someone or do you just uh, you just love who's going to be who's going to be a uh, who who could blow up this year? Yeah. I'll pick someone random. Looking at my, looking at some team I drafted. I'll pick Corbin Burns. Oh, Mike Cur- Mike Curland is going to love that pick. He Why he likes him? I take that back. If Curland likes him, I don't like him. I take that back. Mistake pick. So um. <laughs> no, I like I like that pick too. So I mean, I mean, everybody, you know, he's a guy that really loved and loved all the skills and loved the way the strikeout potential and everything else like that. And he just completely imploded with the 800 home runs he let up in three games last year. And who knows? I think you know this year. Okay, two more, two more, just. Um, Next one is he was going uh, 730 last year. Now he's moved up to 364. His name is Mike Talkman in the Yankees. I'm saying no, no interest in no interest in Talkman whatsoever. No. Okay. No. Whatsoever. Well, some people, well, people have interest enough to draft him in the mid 300 picks. If I had to pick someone, um, it would be Mark Payton on the Reds. He's old, like Talkman. Another, 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 another obscure guy that's never going to get any playing time. Probably not, but I, I, I'm actually hoping because oh yeah, he's never going to get any playing time on the Reds. Can you can you name can you name some players that people may actually draft? Is that, is that I've, I've, dra- I've drafted this guy. I've got you. That's right. Exactly. Uh, I think that's I had to ask for him to get put in the playing pool, player pool. Once, once you've gotten into main, once you've gotten into main events and you've lost a lot of money drafting these players, you won't draft <laughs> these players. You won't draft these players anymore, right? You won't be All that right. cute anymore with your players. <laughs> yeah, you might, you might have a point. Okay, so let's just move on. Um, that's this is going nowhere with this uh, Talkman and Peyton. You have no interest in anything to do with either of these guys. So who's going to be the next year's? I've teased as Chris Paddock. Who's going to be the next this year's Chris Paddock? This year, next year, however you want to say. It. Look, every, look, everybody. It's not it's not a shocking pick, and everybody's all over him already. And you know, it's going to be a battle for depending upon what drafts I'm going to get him. And Modica loves him, and a ton of other people love him. It's Zach Gallon. That's going to be the guy this year. That's going to be your next blow-up pitcher, I think. That, that'll be okay. awesome, right? It could be and could possibly be an ace, depending upon again innings and and whatever. But I think that he he seems to be the guy, based on everything I've seen, that everybody's all over and thinks he's with his skill set, and uh, and what he did last year. That he's the next guy, and uh, you know, in a good in a, in, a, in a good you know that team has really gotten. You know, it's good. I'm mean, a solid team. So, uh, 12 rotation. So I think that he could, uh, and he could benefit. Maybe he'll benefit from being around, uh, um, being around what's a bum garner as well. So, uh, I think that, uh, you know, he, he could be the guy if you're going to speculate on somebody. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to get a share of him. I haven't yet. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, that's a solid, that's a solid pick. I'm going to go with, I got, I'm going to go with a, lot, um, a person that a lot of people, this is sort of a cop out pick because not a cop out, just like, Anyone who I've asked who's an expat, they're they're saying this person and it's Spencer Howard um, mm-hmm. on the Phillies. Same sort of um, just made it up to Double A last year, but um, mm-hmm. not a lot of innings. Same with Paddock, sort of similar. You can sort of see the the mirror the mirror image there. Um, yes, but yeah, that's my guy. Um, and you know, one more one more. Uh, I want to get your thoughts because I have a guy I have a guy's name right now, but I'm actually not going to say it. So this is going to be a terrible podcast because I just don't want to say this name. Of uh, the person, but Oscar Mercado. So he sort of came out of nowhere. He was going. I actually, I actually drafted Mercado uh, last year in a, in a bunch everybody, of. Everybody, everybody is all over Mercado again now because it's stolen bases. So you're. I want nothing to do. I want nothing to do with him at the price he's going at. Well, he's going in the seventh, uh, seventh, eighth round. That's where he's going right now. So, so he's going. I've seen yeah, he's as going, high as six round. 
Well, his ADP is 108. So, which is what is that? By 15, what do you got? Seven, seven, eight round, seven, three. Right. I mean, they'd run. Why? I mean, you know, because not only does the guy have 20-20 potential, right? He also has got, he's not going to crush, he's going to have a solid batting average. He's not going to even empty batting average. He's going to score some runs. Guy, look, at the, he was one of the, you know, when the whole fab bonanza happened last year when all these players came out, you know, you could have got him for nothing because he, you know, and he's one of those guys that, you know, surprise for the money, what you spend in fab, but also some of those, all those players are busting that you're spending fab on last year when all those great players came up at one time. That guy showed you a lot, and uh, and, and skill sets there. So I, I I think that you know for if you want to get you know if you're gonna if you're gonna draft Ramon Laureano in the fifth round, how much different is Ramon Laureano than Oscar Mercado? Do you think the Mercado value is better than Laureano value? I, I mean I mean there aren't they aren't they a similar player? I mean in terms mm. of what they numbers wise, but you know look at the batting average, look at the stolen bases, the home run power. I mean they're similar. And not, there's, mm-hmm. not a, there's not a gigantic... I think Laureano's better. I think Laureano has more power. By, by how much? I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. It's like by, by, by 30 picks much? I mean, it, you look at the different... Look at the numbers. Look at the projections. I mean, I'm not... Do a, you have any Mercado this year? Yeah, I have Mercado and I have, I have Laureano too. A lot of Mercados. In the, I have teams and I have, they're both on, both on, the, on the same team I had recently. So, yeah. I mean, I like them both because of what they do. They just... They cover, they cover all the categories. And, you know, right now, those 20 potential plus stolen bases are more gold at that part of the draft. Hmm. Especially if you're, like I said, if you're playing in a main event and you're playing in an overall contest when you're trying to win the whole damn thing, which is when I draft a team, and if I'm in a main event, every main event I'm going to draft is not just to win the league, I'm trying to win the, main, I'm trying to win the overall title. So I can't, you can't leave, you know, categories not covered. Can't walk out of there like, oh, I have no, I, I'm pumping steals or I'm not, I don't have enough steals. Or I don't have enough. You can't do that because you're not going to win. You're not going to win overall like that. Right? So the worst case scenario, if you go for broke and go for the overall, what's the worst case scenario? You fall short. Okay, you win. You win a league title, right? Where you, that's how you place really well. But that's how you got to go for it. But in general, do you have, do you, do you have a, this year's Mercado? Do I have this year's Mercado? Yeah. Do you have a guy that's going to be like drafted in the like well out of the top five hundred? That's going to be no. I don't. I don't have anybody in the well out of the top five hundred. I can think of the top man. Yeah. I have another outfield. I was going to tell you one other outfielder, but I'm. I'm. I'm you know what? I'm not even going to give that guy away. I'm the same way. I'm not giving my guy away either. I, I, want, I want to live. I want to have some of my players left when the time comes because, you know, now I'm putting even a bigger target on my head after what I said to start the show about everything. So, exactly. Have, yeah. So, yeah, me, me, and, me and Mike DeMouth are not giving away this year's Mercado. But we in fact, have- do you really think there's players in the NFBC right now are worried about you showing up at a draft table and taking their players? Really? Or, you know, I mean, oh, are you, yeah. you being a threat to them at the draft table? Hey, but, listen, listen to this. Listen to this. I'll, I'll, I'll back it up. <laughs> You're telling me about the hundred dollars you won last year in your home league? Is that what you're trying to tell me now? No, 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 that doesn't matter. I'm saying that since we've started talking about this guy, he, he, he. I'm, I'm looking at the ADP in January versus December, and we've done all, the, we've done most of our podcasts in January. Mm-hmm. This guy did not get drafted on a single team in December, and we, and I started talking about him quite a bit, and now he's been drafted 18 times in January. Is seventeen of them by seventeen of them by you, and Curl. Well, let's not go into that. <laughs> let's not go into that. That's, a, that, that's a, what you're saying. That's what you're saying. But so what does that mean? You're flooding the market with the player. I'm going to prove a point. 
you know, I'm going to drop in $31 leagues and I'm going to draft them 17 times to prove a point. What do you mean? All, like, these are all NFBC leagues. Oh, $10 leagues. Okay, no, whatever there's they no ten, There's no $10 leagues. $50 leagues. They're all DCs. They're, they're all DCs, which means they're 150, 150 oh, they're minimum. 150 minimum? Okay. Yeah, so they've been drafted 18 times. Brandon okay. Bailey. Brandon Bailey on the Orioles. Penciled into the rotation. 17, 17 of them by you. Brad, we got it's it. probably about, I think, five or six of them by me. Okay. And I haven't even been able to get him in all the – I haven't even been able to get him in all the drafts I've been. Somebody actually took him. So, I don't know. I feel like – you, like you're, 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 setting, you're setting the bar in the industry there. See that? You're an industry leader. Yeah. There you go. I, I didn't know I was this, like, looked up to until I saw that Brandon Bailey draft um, count. And I'm like, man, I – like. And I thought to myself, yeah, I've made it. You've arrived. <laughs> I've arrived. All right. So do you, want to do, do you want to do the 2020 vision? Bold prediction? Do you have a, like, do you have a bold yeah, prediction? Are people, are people still listening to the podcast at this point? Oh, very doubtful. Very, very doubtful. doubtful. Very very doubtful. doubtful. I, I, right. I'd, go, I'd go the under. All right. You go the under on that? Yeah. Um, we'll, see, we'll see if this episode surpasses the other I'm, episodes. I'm hammering the under. I just watched, uh, I just watched uh, um, Uncut Gems this, this evening. Okay. A, 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 a movie reference that, again that no one cares about in America. Go ahead. What do you? Okay. In, right. in and out of so, movie theaters, no one cares. Go ahead. All right. So who's your? Do you want, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? My bold prediction number one for the year. Oh yeah, you're, you're number one because you get to you get to do one every time you come on. So do I? Because you said you wanted me to give one or two, so I have a, you know. You so. can do two. Bold. But this this is my bold prediction. This is remember this is something that's really out out there, right? It's way out there. Yeah, that's that, what may, that, to be. May, that may or may not happen, right? So I'm going to go way well, out. Well, I'll just back up. And John Bosch, he was the first one to do it. His bold prediction wasn't really, like, I have to say, it wasn't really that bold of a prediction. He said Ken Giles would lead the lead in saves. Yeah. Okay. Well, my, my bold prediction is a little different and more different than that, right? So my bold prediction is that the mothership will finally return to Earth to pick up Todd Zola from his own personal District 9 he calls home in Massachusetts. And the entire fantasy sports world will mourn the loss as a result, but at least he will be reunited with his people once and for all. <laughs> right. So that's my bold prediction that that actually might finally happen. That way. you ever see that movie District Nine? Every time I think, you know. Yes, I, I, I have seen it. But see, Zola, Zola, Zola's going to be. See, I, I had to poke Zola because Zola's probably going to be doing the. You know, we're going to. Well, he's going to be. Zola's listening. He's always listening be, to this. He's, he's, not listen, he's, he's not listening to this. Well, not not see see Zach. He can't be listening to it as we're doing this right this minute because it's called a podcast. So only the only people are li- we're not we're not going anywhere in the air. So he won't listen to it till later after it's released. You see, so he's yeah. not listening to it now, right? Yeah. But at some point when it's released, right, he probably will listen to this once he sees that my name is attached to it. And and if you and all you would have to do is tease a little bit uh, in the in the, in a, this little marketing there for you. If you talk about See if your name pops up. See what Mike DeMouth had to say about the industry guys in this episode and tease certain names. Guess what? If your name makes the list, more than likely you may listen to it. So he's, he's, so he's also going to go to Zola, Hashtag Todd Zola. <laughs> hashtag District 9. <laughs> so hashtag, 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 an, hashtag, an hour, hashtag an hour and 57 minutes into the episode. Exactly. Okay, what's your, what's your other bullshit? So you gotta do. So I guess that, that, be, that before, and then since he's probably going to be announcing the draft, of, you know, the, the MTM Ultimate Draft, and maybe one I think he's looking to possibly be the, uh, the announcer for the, actually do, do the radio show around it, that so now we have a topic to talk about, and we can get into this whole 
thing. If you haven't seen the movie District Nine, it's very well done movie. And uh, you know, and uh, like I said, everything of these. Uh, you're shitting. You're shitting on me for referencing uh, uncut gems, but then you're talking about District Nine for like the next. District Nine was ten a, minutes. You, you, you can't even put that in the same category as uncut gems, Are man. You kidding if it's me? One, dude, if it's one thing I know is the movies. Okay, let me tell you something. Okay, I, I grew up in the movies, working in the movies. I, I've seen thousands of movies. Hundreds of times a piece, some movies. I can quote. <laughs> okay. I can quote lines for first. I have. I have a movie line for every. I'm a. I'm a man of a thousand movie lines. I can. Nothing you said there means anything. Of course, because you're Canadian. Okay, you don't. You don't, you don't understand American culture and our and our strange ways here in America. Okay? You've seen thousands of movies. Hundreds. We, of we times, live. We can, live. I remembered some lines. Dude, you just got Gremlins up there. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Is that, you're, is that behind the page. What? Is that a Canadian movie, Gremlins? <laughs> Have you seen Gremlins? Have you seen Gremlins too? You don't even, dude. You don't even know what Gremlins is. Yeah, okay? don't feed, don't feed them after midnight. Right, exactly. So you just so, got so that I movie do, there. Like I, Jaws just came out in the theater in your in, in your in your country here. Here you <laughs> see all this stuff a way a long time ago. We're way ahead of the curve here. So, but I you see, I see all these movies. There's a movie. Truthfully, if you really look at it, there's a movie line for everything in life. There really is, right? So there's always a movie line for something that's out there. But but I whatever but, but okay. the thing is once do you ever walk around don't you ever walk around in life and you 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 do you meet people in certain scenarios and you interact with them for a while you go this guy has to be an alien you ever have that phenomenon you ever have that feeling this guy is not from this planet he's not from here he's got to yeah, be some kind of yeah. alien I, I when I hear some of these industry guys or see some of these guys or, or, read, or read you know in action and hear them talk I just feel like they're just they're just speaking in, they're just there's something not they're not there they're not they're alien they must be alien in nature right. The way they they start talking and all of a sudden the statistics start coming out of them. It's like this is this advanced level of you know alien intelligence they're trying to and they turn fantasy baseball into like you're like oh my god what what is this guy saying you know am I missing something am I am I not, is he from another planet or you're stupid out there? Or like, and, am I stupid and, you know and they can't and they can't even you know, and they and they and how they you know they really don't interact well with the the normal human beings you know off off air you know you didn't try to interact with them and they you know they and they live in these hermited you know existences and stuff like that and whatever and like, what are they hiding. So, so I just kind of feel like there may be like a lot of aliens in in in, in this field. So that's all. That was my bold prediction that one of these days, you know. And, and look, I could have picked on someone else. I gave it to Zola this time because I, I I wanted to lighten up on some of the other ones I brought up earlier. So I picked Zola. So maybe okay. he'll be a good sport about it. So that's my reference for my bold prediction. It's going to happen in 2020. All right. Is that the first of two, or is that just? Or was was there two in there that I sort of missed, and they were intertwined with each other? You want me to give you another one, a real life one, another real life one, a more more realistic. Well, that was real life. That was real life, but you. Can... But a more realistic one that could possibly happen in fantasy baseball. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's that'd be that'd be great. That'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Well, good. What, what was your bold? What was your bold prediction? Do you have something else? Well, I, yeah, I, I had I, I had one prepared for you because I didn't want to just uh, be sitting here like a someone without any bold prediction. Put your thumb up your put your thumb up your ass like most of. So go ahead. Yeah. You, okay. My bold prediction is it's it's sort of a two pronged one. Um, Steven Strasburg will be a better fantasy pitcher in these formats than Max Scherzer, and if that's not bold enough for you, Julio Arias will be a, a better fantasy pitcher pitcher than Clayton Kershaw. Julio Urias will be a better Clayton, be better than Clayton Kershaw. He'll be more, he'll be more valuable than Clayton Kershaw in these draft and hold formats. Well, none of these are massively stretched, you know, things. I think the Julio Urias over the Kershaw, like I, I don't know, I think they're going to be fairly, like within thirty innings pitched of each other. And I, you know, before I, I should have pulled up their stats, but I'm pretty sure so the, 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 the whole problem with the the Dodgers is like there's two guys you can count on that are going to start 
that are going to, on a regular consistent basis, not be rotated around or innings protected or whatever. They've got so many pitchers there, and it's going to be Bueller and Kershaw. So Kershaw might just right. get innings out of it by default. At this point, that's, not, that, not that I agree with that. I'd love to see Arias pitch all the, every fifth day, but I don't think you're going to see that. I think Arias is going to get you 150 innings if he, if he stays healthy. And I think Kershaw could get you around 170 innings because you're, I'm assuming, and that's part of the whole prediction, that he's going to be hurt for parts of the year. No, so oh, oh, my my bold prediction is going to be that if the since you're talking about the Dodgers, you know, and there's a lot of players I like that are on the Dodgers, and some of them need opportunities. If this if this if this bet straight happens and they move certain pieces, you know, there are, there are certain players there that love to get other opportunities because I love to see guys, you know, for, that are going to get guaranteed playing time, uh, that are out there and particularly in the outfield for the Dodgers, uh, that may not get the guaranteed playing time in the outfield and then they could bust out. So I really hope they make some changes and uh, um, a certain outfielder gets more time in the outfield. And I think he could take the next step and be a, a killer player across the board. So was that a bold prediction? Or I don't That's a bold prediction. What was it then? Like, <clears throat> what, what did you just say? My, my bold what, prediction what, what would was be, the prediction? Give, you since, just since, said a bunch since, of stuff. I said a bunch <laughs> of stuff. I, wa- I want to see an opportunity open up for Alex Verdugo to get guaranteed starting time. That's okay, that's, that's, that's where I thought you were going with it, but you can't okay. make a bold prediction without even saying a name. I said a name for you. I gave it to you here. Okay. Right. You're saying Al, so now, Al, now all of a sudden, every, 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 every draft that I'm in, Alex Verdugo will be going in the 10th round now. That's what's going to start happening right now. No. Well, what's your bold prediction about Alex Verdugo, that he's going to get playing time? Or? No, I just, I just think that if he didn't get hurt, you know, which was unfortunate, that he would be oblique and everything else, that um, that guy – uh, is uh, I think as a hit, the hit tool is amazing. The guy could be a 300 hitter and hit 20 some out home runs. And he, you know, and I think the speed is untapped as well too. So I think I, I love the player and I think that they should give him the job and he should be, I think he'd be, he should be starting every day if it's possible. If not, gets, for the, if not for the whole, race. if not for the whole Zola thing before this, I would be convinced you don't know what a bold prediction is. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'm not, I'm not up on these, you know, these, 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 you know, this is your, this is your segment here. So I'm sorry if I'm not nailing it the way you want me to. Wherever else. Okay. Well, an example would be I predict Alex Verdugo to hit 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. All right. There uh, you go. I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll say that. We'll say that he, he, that he has that potential to be, you know, a, you know, a top 15 outfielder. How about that? That sounds good. Is that bold enough? Top 15? 15, 20. How's that sound? Probably even 20. Even 20. That's bold. That's bold. Yeah. Right. And and do you think he's going to be on the Red Sox or on the Dodgers? I, like I said, I did. did I, either way. Either way. But I right. love, you know, love him on the Red Sox playing yeah. every day in Fenway Park, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So it will be phenomenal, but well, but we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. All right. So um, anything else that you wanted to discuss here? Because you said you had a Rolodex of thing. Uh, like, we're done with fantasy baseball. We're we're done with that, so I don't know. Well, if well it's, 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 it's two fifteen a.m. Right, and we've it's, also done how much time on the rate? How much time we've done on this podcast? A lot. We've done two hours again. All right, so, so we've now, we've, now we've now we've accumulated four hours together of of the best content your your show has ever had. So you know, at a certain point, you want to you want to you want to leave it where in a good place, and then maybe we'll figure out if I'm going to come back in the future and do something else with my time, and we'll, and you know, we'll have more of this stuff fleshed out and more of the other entertaining stuff done. But why why push it? Right. We actually get more. We got more uh, fantasy. Uh, we talk more fantasy than I expected. And we actually, yeah, we, we we talked a ton of fantasy, which should make you happy because you really want to talk more about fantasy, right? Yeah. 
and we got all that in tonight. Yeah, so a lot of people got the benefits of all that, that, that supreme fantasy knowledge that I have, that I've, yeah. uh, that I've amassed over this time. And, and you didn't, uh, we, didn't, we didn't really push it. We, were, we, were, we didn't push the limits too much. So I don't know if people are going to be disappointed but with, um, with the fact that we really, we, we really we behaved ourselves or you behaved yourself. Yeah, well, you, you make it sound like you want to make this be a family show. You're posting on Twitter, oh, it's got to be a women. This is going to be a family show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because our target audience is, is women and children, yes. Like children yep. under the age of eight and um, basically um, wives that are married to people. You want a childish audience. That's what you want to listen to the show, right? Well, whatever gets, whatever gets the play. People have, people have the mentality of eight-year-olds that you're saying that listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever gets the place. But look, the next, the, the, except maybe the next show, you know, we start going into some other stuff like that and the, 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 the stories and the, the, the other, other, other exciting things or I'll bring some other segments that I put up to, but I put together for you and stuff like that. We'll find out, but it all, it all depends on my agent and how much money I'm going to be getting by that time and, and whatever. And if we get this over a thousand listens in the show and then maybe my, 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 I know my followers have gone up to the roof on Twitter because of this, since I started this whole thing. What are you at? Oh, what am I at now? I don't remember what that was in three sixties and then I got up to. Oh, it's like at least that's at least 20, 25. It's a big percentage bump. It was, it was a major bump from where it was. And I mean, I thought I tracked this kind of 366 as of, as of, as of this moment. Wow. Look at that. Congrats. That's great. It's pretty amazing, right? Life comes at you fast. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, you might miss it. If you blink, you might miss it. Right. Furious Bueller. Right. You're all over the man of a thousand movies lines. You, if you, if, especially if you're going to make a reference to an 80s movie, you're never going to get one by me, bud. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, this, this, is what, this is what we should have been doing. We shouldn't have been talking about it. Let, let, me, let me give you an example. This, this, the movie theater job right, that I had was the best to this date, other than probably the best job I ever had in my life. Okay, okay. I'll, give you, I'll give you one. I've got, got an 80s movie. An 80s movie? Yeah. It's going to be, gonna be some shit obscure 80s, uh, what? That, uh, no, no, you should, get the, you, should, you should get this for, for okay. sure. If you don't get Starting, this, I'll, I'll get this. Right. You'll be, I'll be disappointed given, given like your, your hobbies okay. and your background. Go ahead. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, it's Rocky Four. Okay, right. there you go. So yeah. I, because yeah, I, I can't get anything by you. So, so, well, just, dude, it, you have to understand, Rocky Four, all right? Rocky Four was playing in the movie theater when I was working there. Okay, that summer, I, when I was working in the movie theater, Rocky Four was one of the movies that they was playing when I was there. So I saw Rocky Four dozens and dozens. So did I. Dozens. I. You know, honestly, probably my favorite movie of all time. Because I stood, because I, you know, talk about steroids, but so but standing in the back because you watch the movies. But the, you know, it was a different time for the movies back then, because the, people don't realize that it, it used to be mass hysteria and mass chaos in movie theaters back in the day. It wasn't like you purchased tickets ahead of time. There wasn't like multiple theaters when people would just like, they'd stagger and you'd, you'd have like one theater playing 19 different movies, you know, staggered throughout the day. So, so all, all you did is when you worked in the movie theater was crowd control. That's all it was. So yeah, I didn't know time, that you worked in the movie theater. What? I didn't know you worked in the movie theater. I worked, I worked. This is, this is how I got well, the movie you, you referenced the brawl, but I didn't know this you This is where there. the brawl occurred. See, I'm oh. teasing the next thing because I was, I was, I was the chief of staff of ushers. This is my job. I was in charge of the ushering crew for the movie theater. This is when they had ushers that did things. You know, you actually did certain things in the movie theater and you, you know, with your flashlight and you shit, cleaned up things and you took care of customers and stuff like that. But the main thing we did all the time was crowd control because with the, in their infinite wisdom back in the 80s, what they used to do, and people that are old enough to remember this, is they used to put these little barriers up with those little, little, you know, those little tense barriers, look them up online. No, and they, yeah, they make little, you, you made little corrals of people. So you'd corral people into these barriers 
okay, these areas in the, into holding pens, basically, like cattle. So there'd be like 3,000 people in the lobby of a movie theater. Just picture this, corralled into little compact areas. Talk about fire hazards and craziness. But they, and they'd all be waiting to get into the theater as the, as the other movie was letting out. So you can imagine what that was like, okay? Because as soon as you move the barrier, it was like a mass stampede to get, to get you know, seats and stuff like that. So people would get swept away into the crowd. There'd be brawls and people fighting and things flying and everything else. Like it was crazy, right? So all you did was like mass crowd control all the damn time in the movie. And this is what you did on a, on a nightly basis, especially during the summer with the summer releases. So when Rocky came out and a Rambo, Rambo came out when I was the first part of when I was in the movie theater. Um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop came out when I was in that movie theater. Top Gun came out when I was in the movie theater. Though. I think, I'm, I'm thinking of these movies that were playing. Hey, I, I, got another, I got another quote for you, see if I can get it by you. I just thought of it. While you were talking, I thought of another one. Sometimes you got to say, what the fuck? Sometimes, that, that's, that's, that's just an obscure, it could be in a really. time. Sometimes you got to say, what the fuck? Yeah, sometimes you just got to say, what, what the fuck? What movie was that from? Risky Business. Let's see if you, that, if so, uh, that, oh, the way you said it though, you went at the pause, yeah. you didn't exactly do it the way he did. It the movie, <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes you got to say, what the fuck? See, yeah. you, have, you have to get it like the way Cruz got it right, bro. If you're going to do a movie line, do it so it sounds like, you know, the movie line, right? Yeah. But I'm anyway. Not, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not an actor. I'm not, right. a, I'm not a podcaster. You're acting like a podcaster though. That's for sure. Hey, that's so the, um, I'll take I'll take that. Take that, but 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 that but that was the whole thing about the movie theater. So like I said, I worked there, and you know, it was it was great. And you know, we had a lot of interesting encounters with clientele and customers when you have that many people packed into a small space. Well, I think this is definitely going to be the the um, the story that people are going to choose because we've teased it so much. So I don't even know if there's a point of doing a multiple choice poll. We'll because. just do the we'll, look. The movie theater rolls a class. I teased it on the show, and then the other guy I was going to do the, on a different podcast, but didn't have the vision to allow me to tell the story for whatever reason. So I never got to it, even though that one. I think that might have won the poll. That the, the last time the other the other podcaster was showing me nameless. Yeah, it's not a podcaster. He has a he has a show on. Um, he had a show on Sirius, lost that show, and now he's on on some whatever network. You can only get on an app or whatever out there. Something so, like this. Uh, something like that. So um, yeah, so we'll do that. We'll do that next. We'll talk more about my movie theater stories back in the day. All right, it's that, that's a deal. If, if if you come on next, then we'll um, if, yeah. If if, 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 if if there's a third time, if, if there's a third time, mm-hmm. um, if there's a second encore, then yeah, we'll do the movie. You're just gonna, gonna you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to just get, see what the people want, man. That's what you're gonna yeah. have to see. Yeah, we'll right. see we'll see what the feedback is this time. So um, yeah, you can uh, you can find Mike Masato on Twitter at uh, Mike Masato. That's um, M-I-K-E-M-A-S-S-O-T-T-O. I think I got that right. Maybe she maybe, maybe she created an easier Twitter handle for myself instead of my real name. The whole thing. Maybe I should do something like that. I don't know. That's um all the, Mike the, all the Mike the Mouths were taken. So there's a lot of Mike the Mouse on Twitter, believe it. Well, that's the thing. Draft cha- draft champions was taken. There's a there's already a draft champions Twitter handle, and it's just like in the they have like 16 followers and it's like a Madden NFL thing. So so yeah, so you can follow you can follow Mike Masato on Twitter, like with the handle that we just talked about. He might change it, which would, and if anyone listed, listens to any old episodes, that's the only that's the only thing because people are going to listen to that these two episodes. So then they're not going to be able to find you properly. So you, I don't know. Well, that you, makes that makes the allure of finding where MTM is on Twitter even that much more exciting, right? Exactly. And then follow Draft Champions on Twitter at Draft Champions. That's not us. That's just some other random um, Madden thing. So you can follow them. And again, hit us up with any um, two-star reviews or any negative comments. We'd love to read those on the air. 
Um, so until next well, well, time. First of all, why would they do that? Why don't they just send fan mail to you or fan tweets to you about me and about the show? They should ask for the fan tweets, get the feedback, what they well, like, this, you know, so we can get more of what they like. And Well, there wasn't there one. We did, we did get like a tweet. I did get a tweet saying that I loved your podcast until you brought on Mike like until he brought you on and he's like unbear unbearable or something like that. There was one, yeah, there was one hate tweet that was on there because yeah. they said, uh, you gotta get, you gotta get a better desk on. They said, that's what he wrote. You gotta get, yeah, a, yeah. get, get a better, better desk. desk next time. And then so I'm like, said, I'm like, I think you mean better guest. Yeah. Right. So I Maybe. said, you know, <laughs> so oh, yeah. Well. I said, yeah, I agree hundred percent. You should get a better desk. That's yeah. Sure. And then I, I also agree. That's why uh, I asked you to come on again. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. So, All right. Well, thanks again. It's uh, thanks for spending the latter part part of the evening. Or I guess is there any parting gifts? Do I get a parting gift? Is there a home version of the podcast I'm going to be get, giving when I leave, or no, nothing? Well, the, the home version of the podcast is you just listening to the podcast at home. Oh. So, I, honestly, I really should just, I really should spend my time listening to only the podcast that I'm on and not everybody else's. So it's probably well, you could because it's like it's, we're racking up the minutes and the hours here. We're like we're over forty four hours of playing time here. Yeah, so I've taken the most time on your podcast of, of any of anybody since you started this damn thing. Yes, yes, you have. have. You've been you've been now. Yeah, you've been on quite a bit. And you carrying the thing. This should this should this should vault me into four hundred followers. I don't know. I thought I carried this episode. Honestly, can you imagine if I on, on Twitter? You know, there's such a there's such a waste of people. I mean, let me. All right, this is my last rant for the night. Okay, <laughs> I promise this is last. It, it's such a. It's amazing to me, the shit that's on Twitter that people put on Twitter, you know, to try to be interesting. You know, they 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 like for example, they, they there's like. You know, Ray Flowers, for example, has a, you, you, you can follow his cat on Twitter. <laughs> he has a Twitter account made up for fucking a, a cat, right? So people do you, do you, have, do you follow, do you follow have, the cat? No, I don't. And, I have, and if you looked up this stupid <laughs> extra kitty shit, I think it's the name of the fucking cat. The cat's got more followers than me, <laughs> okay? Which is ridiculous, you know? And, and, so, and who the hell is following a cat on Twitter? Right. I don't know. It's, well, so I mean, it's like it's like you know, it's like you're trying that when see when you do that. What's the cast name? Like, maybe Dexter, Dexter Kitty. Now, and I know, and just by saying that, I just gave the the, the, the cat like five hundred more followers, probably. Right? Probably. Dexter. Go look up the stupid Dexter Kitty cat. Is there is there is a Dexter Kitty? Is it coming up there? I got Dexter. Fowler. I got Dexter Fowler. Um. <laughs> no, there's a there's a Dexter Kitty, whatever. I don't follow other. Oh, they're Dexter Kitty. Okay, he's got three hundred eighty-four followers. Yeah, he's got more three. They, 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 uh, yeah, they, this is this tells you the mentality of America. Okay, right in a nutshell. Okay, but he's also so the, but he's also like, not, wait. He's got three hundred eighty-four followers, which is kind of fucked up. But the thing that's even funnier is that he's following seventy-four people too. Yeah, so the cat itself is following <laughs> seventy-four people, and three hundred idiots that are out there are following a cat. That's that's owned by a fantasy baseball analyst. Okay, there's follower, that. followers that I know that follow the cat. No one really notable. I, I, I mean, what is it? But, what is it? Are you that starved for attention that you need to create a Twitter account about your cat? Can you imagine if I started? I'm going to start a Twitter account tomorrow called MTM's Penis. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. Okay, and you can start following my penis on Twitter. How about that? Would you, would you, would you, would, let me ask you something. Would you follow my, would you follow my penis on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, that's a loaded question. You would. Yes, I know you would. Before it came out of my mouth. But, 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 but at least that, at least that, it, it sounds mildly more interesting than following a goddamn cat. Wait, okay? I've, I've just, uh, I've just, I've just um, uncovered something even better. 
You did. So within there's already there's already, there's already MTM's penis Twitter. <laughs> someone's already someone's already squatted the name. <laughs> squatted. Uh, no, no, no. Um, within the followers of Dexter the cat, there's another cat that's following them. Is also named Dexter the cat, but it's a different handle. It's the Daily Dex. So I'm just. Oh my See, god, <laughs> this one has this one has 10.9k followers. Okay. See that is obscene. Okay, this is what's wrong with America, right there in a nutshell. Okay, there are eleven, almost eleven thousand people following a cat. Eleven thousand. And this cat's following eight thousand people. And and can you imagine what I would do with eleven? Can you imagine the the lives I would influence in a positive way? In a in 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 if I had eleven thousand people listening to me every single day. Yeah. So So people are making cat things. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine yeah. that? That that would be if if I had if I if I had fifty thousand. Imagine people listening to me and getting information and getting insights from me that to that magnitude every single day. How would life be for people? Much more fulfilled and much more fulfilling than any any, any damn cat that's out there, right? So it just goes to show you: stop following cats. Unfollow the damn cat, okay? Please, or any yeah. other animals for that matter. Don't follow anybody's penis on Twitter either, for that matter. All right, and follow, you know good content follow people that are out there that are going to help you know enlighten you and you know help you in this journey called life and you know you'll, you'll hear a good thing i try to put good stuff out there when i'm out there you know when i, when I can some of it's fantasy baseball some of it's life in general but you know what i think it'd be a good thing right we should really work toward getting me into that direction at least have more more twitter followers than a cat follow mike the mouth on twitter Dang. not the poker guy but the the fantasy baseball guy that won't give you any information He'll give you some information, but not you won't exactly. you won't you won't spill all the beans. It's Mike Masada. There you go. If you can you want to spell it out, you can. We're at, we're at Draft Champagne, our our podcast. You, you're gonna put plenty of you're gonna put plenty of like links and you know things on there and promote and everything else, so people can fo- find me and follow me all over the place. Yeah, I'm gonna market the fuck out of you. Hey, market the okay. fuck out of me, and I guess when I was sitting here, just 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 sitting here right now on Twitter, I got people, you know, becoming uh, following me and whatever. Oh, so it was happening during the podcast. Yeah, during the podcast. Oh, it hasn't even aired yet, and people more people are following me. See that? Okay. Well, incredible, incredible the power of social media. I can't believe it. Right. Yeah, the, the cat, the cat thing was great. Okay, so I, I'm glad I got the, I'm glad I got the cat thing in because I, I had to get that off my chest because it's been bugging the shit out of me for the longest damn time. All right, right we're gonna. Oh, what the? I don't think I was recording this. What were you? What were you not recording? anything what the entire podcast yeah that's good good tech <laughs> i'm just fucking with you yeah you better hope you better hope you better hope not i was hoping for i was hoping for a better reaction that would have been that would have been the the the, the, the last time you ever heard from me in twitter you know and I, <laughs> oh, and, you, and, and, that, and that would almost that would almost maybe had to take a trip to canada and have, to have a little knock on your door if that was yeah, so you, yeah that makes sense you waste two and a half hours and then you that's not valuable. Only to waste another fifteen hours. Uh, only to go waste a Canadian. Yeah, it's like, yeah, divide <laughs> it by one, divi- Yeah, divide your hours by one point three. Right. All right. Well, thanks again. Thanks again, Mike. It's been a blast, and you know what? We'll have to do this again soon. And I'm sure people are want to hear the um, the movie theater brawl story. Oh, it's so. gonna come, and I will give it in all its glory, and I will I will prepare all my other other stories, and I'll you know, and uh, I'll, I'll have a bunch of other other ideas. And if I decide that I uh, have the time to give you to do this. If something starts coming back my way, we'll see. Okay, but, uh, longest wrap up ever. Ever. Bye bye.